Hello and welcome to Big Bandit Gaming. We have with us today Isaiah, our youngest member. Isaiah, say hi. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right, all right. And we have Colton. Hello. I all just right. got off work and I haven't been in the shower, so I'm sweaty. Oh, That's nice. Mm. Thank you. I, you're just you just came in warmed up. That's all. We have we have to exercise. You just went for it. All right, and we have Josh. How's it going? I'm Josh. I'm here. I'm ready to party. <laughs> Only wow. one of us can party. You know the rules. <laughs> all right, and Javi, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm stoked to be with you guys and talk some games. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. So we are Big Bandit Gaming. This is our first episode, so you will have to forgive us for any awkwardness. You just have to. Uh, by episode five, then the forgiveness ends. And, mm-hmm. and we are at it's your mercy. Time. I need more time, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right, episode six for Josh. Every, every, all of us, episode five. All right? Okay. That's, That's how it's going to go. So our first segment, which is going to be uh, the first segment for any, any podcast we're doing, not every podcast, but our main podcast we're doing, is we're just going to check up with everybody, see what they're playing, and just, just see what's up. So uh, I will kick us off. So what I've been playing is I've been playing Ollie Ollie World on Xbox. And so this is the third Ollie Ollie World. Ollie Ollie World 1 and 2 is really good. But uh, I feel like this third one is like the complete game. It's even like double the price. So it better be a more complete game. But uh, instead of just having like a standard like pixel art style, which the first two did, uh, they more have like a uh, like an event it almost looks like adventure time it turned into like so a good. 2d skateboarding game yeah yeah so uh before the other one it was just all level based like it was you know l- like any of those uh like super meat boy type games where you just go level by level and just try to get three stars two tricks stuff like that yeah uh but uh this one actually has like characters and uh the customization is really cool um and they start you out with a lot like there's a lot of options, like from like socks to your board to hats to uh, hoodies to like dresses to it, it's yeah it's it's really rad. Um, it, and for me, it's it, it is just more all the Ollie world. Like mechanically, it takes everything that two did to like the core gameplay and just brings it over with like a new art style and stuff. So there's a lot to it. But if you've never played an all the Ollie game, uh, this would be like a really good one to come into. Um, so yeah, that's all the Ollie world playing that on the series X, but I'm sure it runs great on just about everything. Uh, next is Sifu, which, mm. uh, Sifu I'm kind of torn on because, like oh. uh, yeah, no, yeah, me too. Um, uh, so the like core gameplay loop of Sifu is, it's kind of, it's like a beat em up, like, you know, it's like a streets of rage. It kind of harkens to like that sort of style of game uh, just like in 3d uh, so it's a brawler um but i wish i uh, so i i i love the look of the game um i i think it's like a blast to play uh the only thing that gets me it's um it's just how it's put together um the structure around it is the thing that gets me so instead of just doing like a level by level based thing like most beat-em-ups there's a roguelike like mechanic to it mm-hmm. 
So you start the first level at like age zero, right? And every time you die, you uh, you increase in age till you hit, you know, above your 70s and that's game over. And I think that's like a cool mechanic. But the only thing is it doesn't reset after level one. So if you barely got through level one, you're level 70, you start level two at 70. Um, and the only way to come in at a lower age, sorry, I said level by my age, um, a lower age is to replay uh, the first level and just get, get it so fine tuned that you're coming out of that at like, you know, age 25. And I think that's, mm. it's a cool mechanic. And um, it, it, it's just for me, I'm just not looking to play like in beat em ups. I really just like to run through them, see what they like to, you know, just have some cool arcadey combat, see, um, see what there is to see. So I'm not really interested in playing like one level, you know, 10, 15 different times. Um, but that, that's just me. I know there's people that are super into that because, you know, it's not even the difficulty because, you know, I, I, you know, we're going to talk about Elden Ring, like Sekiro. Like, I like that sort of thing. It's just not what I want in that game specifically. But I think they're going to update it with an easier mode. And I'm hoping that can just, I'm going to come back to it when that happens, just so I can just play mm. through it, see what there is to see, just kind of have a little more of like an arcadey thing to it. So, yeah, that's uh, Sifu. And then uh, I have two more games on my list, but I'm going to wait for that last one. And then my last one, which has been the same game I've been playing for like the last three years. <laughs> for like 20 uh, years, I think. <laughs> 20 years, it feels like that. Uh, is Final Fantasy fourteen? So that big Ooh. expansion came out last year. And like that game over the pandemic blew up, like blew mm-hmm. up to the point where like you couldn't create new characters. They were making it so... <laughs> Like they put the game off sale on Steam and that was before the expansion came out. <laughs> so um, I, it was like a mix of things. It was World of Warcraft uh, kind of falling off a ledge. Um, it was just pandemic, everyone bored. And then they started this free trial up to the first expansion, which is like 150, 160 hours worth of game. Uh, but nice thing about uh, Final Fantasy is I am through the latest expansion i'm in like the end game doing the raids and nice thing about ff14 is it really doesn't um require you to spend like multiple hours a week to get the raid gear it's not like a battle pass where if i don't play for two weeks i'm behind i'm not going to get the gear i need uh, there's no like yeah there's no retention mechanics like the way the raid gear works is you just play two hours a week and it limits you to like the stuff you can get for the raid gear. Uh, and then that's it. That's all I have to play. And then I just wait for next week and do it till like the next patch comes. So what I like about it is in mm-hmm. uh, the Yoshi P even said like, that's how he designed FF14 to be is he really wants people to um, go play other games and come back. He doesn't want them to feel like they're, they have to be playing this game and only this game to, you know, keep up with all the gear and everything. And and just uh, for FF14 in general, or Final Fantasy in general, this is the team, the writer and the director, they're giving him Final Fantasy 16. And I think that's the best thing that could have happened for FF16 and um, for Final Fantasy. If I had to guess, I think they're going to hand over like the overall reigns of Final Fantasy to him at some point. Because uh, he's just so consistently good. Like FF14 is keeping Square Enix afloat. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's all for me. There is another game that we'll save for the end. Um, so, uh, Josh, 
What have you been playing? Well, I I don't know if you guys know this, but the PS5 has been hard for a lot of people to get their hands on, and I just recently got mine. So I've been diving deep on any PS5 game I can get my hands on, basically. Um, so I, I got one here um, I didn't actually put on the dock. Let me see. Uh, I actually started with my PS5. I started playing Demon Souls because I played most of the other Souls games by From Software. Um, I don't know how to feel about Demon Souls. Um, Troy, I know you have a lot of respect for this game. So I do. Um, yeah. I'm kind of talking to you. Um, I thought I was going to like it a lot more. Uh, it didn't really hit for me. It's got a lot of, like, you can see the roots where like where dark souls came from obviously demon souls was the predecessor to dark souls if you didn't know that um it just didn't achieve the 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 greatness the boss fights were a lot weaker so much weaker i was so surprised going into that game like Mm -hmm. the the i I believe the is it the tower knight troy uh yeah the 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 giant shield Yep, that's the tower. Yeah, yeah, that that boss fantastic. I was like, I was very excited after playing that. But yeah. as I as I progressed going to the different uh, worlds, I I, w- I was very surprised in especially the, the especially the boss uh, that the giant demon boss that is advertised uh, all over the place. That was the big uh, deal. Uh, I was like, ooh, the dragon god, I believe. Yeah. It just didn't hit, so that's where that's where I'm at on Demon Souls. Uh, I beat it, and overall, I would say it's the weakest of from software games that I've played, at least yeah. from Demon Souls onward. Uh, so I'm gonna move on here to uh, Control, the game I missed out on. I really wanted to play Control. Uh, I, I think it's the first Remedy game besides like an hour of Alan Wake that I've played. Uh, they're very weird, Remedy. Um, uh, <laughs> they're cool. <laughs> they definitely lived up to that hype of the of the weirdness. Like that's all I hear about them is how strange their world building is, and it is it is strange. And I was I was I told Colton I said like this game could be like my new favorite game, and I was only like an hour in maybe. <laughs> but as I started yeah. playing more, I was like, ooh, like <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like it just the the i guess the lore like i was reading everything everything i get my hands on in, in that game like all the the collectibles and stuff i was reading through it all I was like oh this is so interesting and then it just kind of got repetitive um i don't think there's actually that much going on in that story uh it's a very simplistic story like i i, I didn't just beeline it to the to the end of the game i tried to do as much as i as i could but it felt like the story just ended very quickly with no real growth to what was happening like you start off in that game uh no spoilers really but you start off in that game just kind of right into things and then you by the end of the game you're you just have like one foot further that's what it feels like it feels like they're gonna go somewhere maybe in a control two or whatever they're doing with that universe but i i would say you know for me not a 10 out of 10 not not a new personal favorite like i thought it was gonna be and uh, next on my list, I've got Guardians of the Galaxy. And I know you were saying that uh, Square Enix, they're basically making bank off of Final Fantasy XIV. But yeah. I don't know if you know about this game. Uh, uh, I know it's it not helping them well. that much. Yeah. <laughs> no, not exactly. <laughs> it's a good yeah. game. It's a good game, though. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a pretty good game. Um, it's, I had a lot of fun with it. I had probably the most fun out of the, so far of the three games I've, I've mentioned. 
but it's probably the worst of those three games in a, in a way. Uh, it's very lacking technically, uh, and the combat is so boring, so boring. Uh, but I I respect the story. I don't think it was a phenomenal story, like a lot of people have been saying. But it was good, and I enjoyed it. And I almost wanted to play it again, but I was like, that, no. The voice acting really saves that one for me. I do like the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did not like Star Lord at first. I was like, I thought he was <laughs> obnoxious. I was like, please pop shut up, pop punk douche. <laughs> yeah, like what is up with this guy? And yeah, yeah. the beginning of that game, oh god, just no, thank you. So I'm not going to be replaying that one. Uh, but Spider Man Miles think, Morales. Sorry, no, what did up? you think what's like up? overall in Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, oh, like a loose overall. Rating? A rating? Ooh. Um, yeah. You like a, you're out of 10. Seven. Like, seven? Okay. Eight, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I had yeah, fun. I, that's I that's what that. my rating is. I had fun. And I don't <laughs> okay. regret purchasing it for half off. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Moving on to the next Marvel game. A, a far superior title, in my opinion. I don't think that's <laughs> news to anyone. Spider-Man Miles Morales is great. Like, if you played Spider-Man, what was it, 2018? Tw- something? The game yeah. is fantastic. This game is basically that game. Like, and I know some people are like, oh, the combat's better. I don't think the combat's better. I think it's different. You have fewer gadgets, but you got those cool electric powers. It's it's really cool. I like playing as as Miles. It's a tighter um, game, like like lengthwise. It is. It like, is. But I think you can find that tight game if you go and play through the main story. Of Spider-Man 2018, just just beeline it in that game. My my son, he does it all the time. He's played through the game like six times. He loves good it. Man, good man. So true gamer. I I don't think it it's quite as good as that one, but it is so close that it it doesn't really matter. Like they they're they're basically the same game, so it's not a surprise. Like that game is like a nine out of ten, ten out of ten. It's it's great. One of the best games on the PS5, if not the best. But I have yet to play <coughs> Ratchet and Clank. Uh, Looking forward mm. to that. And quickly, I'm going to go over just three three little games. Uh, I played a little bit of Hades, a little bit of Returnal. They're both that kind of roguelike game. I, I don't know how I feel. Hades is great, and Returnal is confusing. And that's what I have to say about Returnal. <laughs> um, I, I cannot yeah. wrap my head around that game. It, it makes me so mad, and it shares so much in common with Hades, and Hades is so vibrant and fun and charming and return is just so sad (laughs) and i'll and can i jump into real quick super giant janes has deserved like the attention that hades got them for like three games past and you know a a group of people did pay attention but they've been making great games since like transistor yeah yeah bastion was good but transistor onward every single one of their games is awesome even the first one even their first one like i played it i was like this is still very high quality. Yeah. Great company. I, I don't know much about Housemark. I haven't really played uh, aside from Returnal. I think I've seen some of the gameplay of uh, like Super Stardust and Rezogun. Uh, yeah, all very arcadey. Yeah. And I just never touched them. I was like, I, I, I guess I've never played a lot of the like arcadey style shooters. Ex Machina, so, which was, I think, the game before this. Man, I had another one. is really good too. But yeah. yeah. What was it? Like Matterfall or. Yeah, I didn't play that one. Yeah. Yeah. And lastly, I'm going to talk a little bit about Hitman 3. Um, I played 
everyone talked about the uh was that movie everyone compared hitman 3 to level 2 uh john wick no that one level where you're solving a a murder knives out yeah 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 Oh, yeah, every, yeah. Every, every everybody compared the, that level to Knives Out. And I, it, they said this is like the best level. If you if you're gonna play one level, play this level. So I played that level, and I've never played Hitman before. Really, I dabbled oh. here and there, but this is the first real go at it. That level bored me to tears. I oh, don't no. understand the hype around that game and that series. I get it, like it's sandboxy, but I felt like I was pretty restricted in my options. I mean, maybe I'm playing it wrong. I don't know. Maybe I need somebody to walk me through it, but that's all I have to say about Hitman 3. And I'm going to give it to Isaiah, I guess, if we're going down the thank list. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do it. Go for it, Isaiah. All right. So, first up on my list is um, my most recent game I'm playing, which is Xenoblade Chronicles, the Fifth Edition for the Switch. And uh, let me just say, for years, I've been actually interested in this game for a bit. and finally jumping into it and let me just say that this game does not give you any time to breathe uh the story is beat by in, beat in by a good beat. way and i think in a good way honestly honestly okay. it's like, it keeps my attention it keeps me engaged but also keeps me wanting for more the story has me in the way where it's like okay this happened okay pretty slow chill oh this happened okay all right all right all right that's chill okay okay Oh, <laughs> so it keeps going back with that sort of thing, and I'm I'm just really enjoying it. The combat is something I've never really experienced with like any other game. So you have this cool like little wheel thing where it's like nine arts. Your middle one is like your special one, but every other art can like do a thing where it's like break, uh, topple, or dive, and it helps all with like getting control battle. And if you play a Shulk, you get to see the future, and I think it's such a such a unique uh, mechanic, and I, I never really get to see that done well in like in a game. And with this game, it does it great. It literally tells you within you have eight to twelve seconds, like of this character or this robot uh, doing something to your character. So you need to either like block it, you need to like speed up, or you can use your character's arts or one of the character's arts to block for them or protect them, or you can try to get the uh, aggro off of them. And how onto another character. Yeah, it's, it's a cool it, mechanic. It is a really cool mechanic, and I'm really enjoying it. Very, very excited to hop back right into that. Uh, but sadly, I've been distracted by another game. I won't go into it, into it right now, but what I've been playing recently is more of Elden Ring, and I'm loving it. Oh, yeah. yeah we'll, <laughs> save, we'll save that conversation for the end there. Yeah, that is yeah. the one I was avoiding. Yep. It, it, it was like come over here i'm like all right all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. next up i'm gonna go ahead and jump into sonic adventure 2 but on the pc so mm. um i'm kind of cheating here uh i instead of playing it how oh, you should probably day. play it, which is like you know like how it came i modded it and i decided what? to add all the features that make it a definitive edition so that includes adjusting the physics to Eggman and Tails' robot, where it's not super janky, the turns are next, much nicer. Uh, Sonic now has a dedicated button to the light dash, where he can like go through an entire ring, a like, string of rings, and go super fast, which makes levels like even more fun and faster to play through. Um, right now, my thoughts are has a great opening. It's already better in terms of level design. Uh, than Sonic Adventure 1, in my opinion. 
And uh, oh, the story. This the first time you're playing Sonic Adventure 2? Yeah. This is my oh, first time. Wild. Okay. I know. Surprising. I know. Like, Oh, how'd that happen? (laughs) I never got to buy on the Xbox when I was a kid, so I always played the demo, which was like, you know, the first level. So I've been really enjoying it. I am charmed by Sonic in this game. I I finally get that cool, like, radical sort of like 90s sort of Sonic edge to it. I love it. It's fun. And are you spending half your time in the chow garden? Like <laughs> I might. <laughs> I've heard people do that. And I'm, I just realized yeah. how to actually work it a little bit. And I got my chow to have like a little spiky smile. And I was like. Oh. Yeah, it's like a like a virtual Tamagotchi. Yeah. In the um in the original on the Dreamcast, you could take your chow in your VMU, VMU, which was the memory card, that little screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you had a battery in it, you could like feed it and do little like Tamagotchi things. So I, I think that's what they were trying to do with that. But. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think uh for Sonic Adventure 2, I'm still like on my way to like getting close to the halfway point for the uh light story. So not to remember that. FNAF nice. Security and Breach. No spoilers. Oh, okay. <laughs> but FNAF Security Breach, I want to jump into this one. This was also sure. played on my PC. Uh can I just tell y'all how this game has like is like 50 to 70 gigabytes to eat up my storage. Or it did what? until I deleted it. <laughs> and Jeez. It's it's very poorly optimized. It is it is really like told by yeah, playing it's mining crypto. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like legit. It's like so glitchy, and like sometimes the glitches aren't that bad, but sometimes I'm just like, "Hey, why are you killing me?" <laughs> well, so, uh, I mean, you might be. I I've never played uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, but what what do you think of this one compared to the older ones? So I'm actually a fan, and I actually have a pretty big appreciation for scott games and like how he did all the other games and how he actually was able to wrap it up and make the story come to a close kind mm-hmm. of um with this game this new tree i was very excited i do not regret playing this game however i am very divided with how the team uh, handled it it is shown that or it seems to be they scrapped whatever they had originally in mind nine months before the game came out because when you compare the trailer to the actual trailer from like new release, majority does not line up, and oh. the majority doesn't make sense. So when you actually go into the game, um, it tries to be kind of sneak and like puzzling a little bit, but like more sneaking than anything, and that's the best way I can describe it. I'm oh. literally just a little boy, little war criminal literally terrorizes the entire pizzeria and and like just sneaks around and that's about the extent of the gameplay i can like okay properly summarize it because even the developers are like not super clear about it and personally with how i feel about the game like a story it doesn't make sense and i nope. looked it up the endings for it because there's a point in the story where if you want to go for the true ending, fun fact, this is the hardest route to go on because when you reach 6 a.m. from 12 a.m., like when you reach 6 a.m., the game decides you cannot save anymore. So what happens is you need to go back to 4 a.m. segment and go do the other part you didn't do. That you just because you get two choices to do which part, Chica or Monty's. And fun fact, Chica's is easier. Monty's like hard and i did monty's last uh 
what you do is you go to Monty's area, then you're like, oh, great, now you go to the daycare, which is the very first area of the game you go to. Okay, go to the daycare. Okay, come back. Now you got to do this puzzle that the game doesn't even tell you the answers for or hint to. You just kind of finick around with it and I'm like still messing up. And it's like at that point I was like getting this frustrated. So it's um so it's just not very clear what you're it's supposed not to very be clear doing. At all. <laughs> okay, gotcha. It's, I, I would, <laughs> you know what I'd say? I'd say the minute you start looking up an ending for a game, that's the end of that game for me. <laughs> yeah, that's usually like my last my last ditch effort. It's like, well, I might as well see how this game ended because I'm never playing. To it again. wrap it up, uh, let me say there's a story that I would like to see and like enjoy from this game. However. It is all tucked away with collectibles and it's never clearly told to you because when you reach the ending and actually do the 6 a.m. segment, then all of a sudden the characters talk like they've been talking about the entire game. And that that ruins it for me. Okay. I, I just, I was like, okay, no. From this vibe about this game that I try to love and I did like a lot of the aspects but hated so much with the intentional yeah. design behind it. I feel like for you, that's a big deal because you love you love you have series that you love and I know you will defend them to the death. So even saying you're mixed is pretty telling. Yeah, <laughs> in and- my book, in my book. <laughs> uh, but no, so yeah. let's move on to uh, your next game. No, yeah, this is perfect. Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. Let me just say it was a T4 beforehand playing Apocalypse is a amazing going so to Apocalypse, Apocalypse. Apocalypse is the sequel to Shin Megami Tensei 4, right? It's a hypothetical uh, uh, sequel, so it's a sequel to the like the neutral route, but instead it kind of changes up the events. So instead mm-hmm. of like uh, going how it usually goes out, you take control of a new character that you don't really know, who dies and has to like forfeit his life to a god, <clears throat> and you become his god slayer. Mm-hmm. And from then, uh, from there, you're kind of under his control, and. Cool. You have to now pay back the mistake you made at the beginning of the game, which was unleash the, uh, I forget what they're called, but essentially there's like a bunch of gods now out and loose, and now like even Zeus is involved with this, and it's your goal, or it's everyone's goal, I guess, to overthrow the true creator and make a new universe, but the humans uh-huh. have no control. So like every JRPG, you're just going to end up fighting God. <laughs> you're going to fight him? No, in this yeah. game though, it is God. And it's insane. And when they talk about oh, him, yeah. they, they talk about it like this, like it bleeps it out. It's so cool. That's cool. Uh, it's a much, uh, much toned down. Um, more how's, like, how's the, how's the difficulty? Cause yeah, Shinigami yeah, can say it's known for difficulty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, that was a, yeah 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 it's it's weird it's like legit progresses you in and it's weird oh what does it do bad. different what does it do different to make it easier uh in order to like make it easier the enemies are actually much more toned down in the beginning and uh, okay. um you still go go out to get your own party members like the demons mm-hmm. but it's scaled to where each story beat will then like progress with like enemy difficulty so as you oh. progress they progress and uh, towards like mid game, they actually do become like, okay, I'm game over challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, they, they just, uh, they don't like kill you right in the first dungeon. Cause that's what I remember no. about SMT four is just four does that. The first time. dungeon. I'm just like, Oh, this game is not messing around. It was my <laughs> first game after I played like Persona, which is, it's a different ball game. 
Um, all right, game. so that's uh, and let's go to your last game. DMC five played uh, three one, loved them, and four five is like everything they took from those games better. The secret missions are like even cooler with this game. That you have three characters to play as, and I think it switches you between them as the story goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, Nero's arm is shut like completely like, cut off by some mm-hmm. mysterious man. And now there's like now Dante's defeated, which is unheard of. So now you need to come back to the tower after a month of abandoning it and try to take back the city that uh, the demons have like claimed. Yeah. Have and, you played? Uh, you you've beat this, right? No. Okay. Have you have you played <laughs> as all three characters? Because you have Dante, Nero, and V, right? I'm gonna V just yet, but I'm getting close to him. Okay. And uh, but I can say though, with the mix-up from four to five with Nero's going gameplay, it's cool. It, it's a it is so cool. Yeah, because <laughs> you get you get one use. It's not one use. You get multiple use. But you equipped arms to Nero, and he gives you uh, certain attacks. And after a certain amount, the arm breaks, and you need to equip another one. And there's like arms throughout the environment. It's it's cool. It's a cool mix-up on DMC fours, uh, combat. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'll be interested to hear when once you get to V because he controls very differently from yes, Dante or Nero in any of those games. Only brings poetry into the battle. All right, I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, that is a cool game. That that game is a really good looking game too. Like all the cinematics and stuff. That game has style. That game is real style. And yeah. there's a, there's this option in the game where you can turn it to where it's like the um, a different cinematic kind of thing, where all the cinematics are actually like a. <laughs> they're the, the live action ones. The live yeah. action ones. Dude, the those toys. are hilarious. It's so good. Yeah, um, and they play and the actors know they're being filmed, so they play it up and oh yeah. No, oh, that stuff so is good. really good. Yeah. And to all end right. off with it, uh, I just gotta say, I'm excited to play more of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool game. Um, all right, let's go to Javi. Hey, well, I I've actually taken this here to play games I normally don't play, like genres I don't play. And mm. um and so my first one is just Monster Hunter Rise. I played some of the, you know, the OG ones on, you know, the old consoles and um, like a PSP or something. And PSP, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. And, yeah. uh, but I really, I really like it. It's, uh, I like the combat. Uh, the combat's always easy. It's not, nothing technical, but just the fact that um, where it gets, where it gets pretty cool is when you start using certain weapons like the glaive um, and you need certain, uh, I mean, if you guys are not familiar um, you know, some of the weapons class systems, you got your typical long range hammers, axes, stuff like that. And um, but the the glaive is, you know, it, you kind of have it's a little bit more difficult because you need to use, you know, your insects. They're like this insect uh, type mechanic that uh, it gives you it, it's, it's more difficulty to it's like you have to use it in combination to your weapon to get the most out of it. So, but that's yeah, it gives you like a lot of mobility options. Right. I think that's new yeah. for that one is the, the bug. Yeah. 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 And so, um, so that's cool. And, and you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe cause I'm, I'm I might be the oldest person here. Uh, I just, I'm 40, but I'm not a big on far, farming games. We just gotta burn, you know, burn the midnight oil and just keep repeating stuff over. Yeah. Totally. But, but uh, you know, uh, are you Monster saying Hunter- death is coming and you can't farm? <laughs> Man, like, <laughs> like I don't got much longer on this dude, earth. I was, I was so I was so hyped for Destiny. I mean, side note, but Destiny just ruined. I mean, just it was just wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was just anyway. But yeah, Monster Hunter Rise is cool. 
Um, the farming aspect of it is just going over, building, getting hides, getting certain things to build. The, the armor system's rad. Um, the buddy system, when you have a, you have this cute little cat or a dog, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the mechanics of building them and how you how you how you equip them in their classes um, really brings a dynamic to the to the combat. Uh, you know, it's, I I just wish the buddy system, like anything, the AI was just a little bit better. Yeah, because uh, sometimes, like anything, you know, the AI sometimes when you're like a companion, they're just kind of stand there or they just do random kooky things. So it does that. Um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go over to Lost Ark on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's new for me, man. That's new for me. I uh, I had some friends that were like, oh, you gotta you gotta play, you gotta get on, and uh, MMOs that t- that type of thing. Um, I just I. I I did League of Legends for a while, long time, and and I was like, all right, cool. But um, so I, I I decided to dabble back in that kind of genre, and uh, I really I re- it's it's really I like the simplicity of it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, if you guys have played it, there's really just one button, and it, that's your like your only weapon button, and <laughs> the the combination of depending on what class you are. Right now, I chose the martial artist just because it seemed like. I just I like to be up in the front. I don't want to be casting no spells or that. Just like let me just <laughs> let me just let me just get my hands dirty and grunt, grunt work. Yeah, just yeah. punch a hole. Yeah, one punch man people. So the combination with the martial artist and uh, the you know like the the element powers that you can use with it, um, it's really cool. It's really fun to play. Uh, and the really cool thing I, I'll, I'll give it up for Lost Ark is that um, a lot of the side quests are not that i mean the, the overall is the same always it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. game it is but the it's not as repetitive um and they have some really cool unique combat where you can join with other members but there's some certain certain quests that you can only do solo so i kind of I, I like the balance of yeah. you know uh that you can't force or you can't help somebody else rank up super fast that there's mm-hmm. only certain there's only certain elements that they could do for themselves so that's, that's pretty cool. cool and then um and I went old school, man. I, I'm right now. I move on to my next game, is uh, Halo Infinite, and uh, uh, on the PC. Um, so I'm playing that. That's fun. Uh, I'm not really into the campaign. I'm just more of the multiplayer online. Dude, it's really good. It's tight. <laughs> it's so fun. It's it's yeah. tight. It's fun. It's well balanced. Um, I'm glad that I'm. It's not like. Man, I have my gripes with Call of Duty that any just any noob can just come and just kill you for you know by launching something. I like the fact that that uh you know if I if I get killed, it's by either my fault or the dude's just he's you know he's good. So yeah, uh, I, I I like yeah I like, I like the I like the vehicles you can use in there. Um, I was gonna ask, have you been doing mostly big team battle or have you been doing the more like I've been five on five stuff? Five on five, and then the 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 capture the flag. I think is what it is. The Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know what. To, um, so I've been Halo's, just those Halo CTS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so just those two, really. Um, I, yeah. I, I find those to be uh, obviously quicker. You know, you know, got this massive bout, and then two uh, to get the weapons I want or the armor combinations. Just a lot quicker to move to the playing those kind of short spurt games. Um, yeah. So that's that. And then this is a game that I'm going to give you credit, Troy. It's Tetris. Ah, Dude, ah, Tetris effect, yeah. Tetris effect, man. I, I, I would have never <laughs> known 
If you would have told me, dude, Javi, you know, if you would have told 1980s Javi with the green Game Boy Tetris that, dude, in, you know, 30 years from then, you're going to play it all over again. And Javi, there's a cool Tetris. Yeah, yeah. There's so, really cool I, Tetris. Um, so it's so cool, in fact, that I, I, I bought it on Steam and I also have it on the Switch. Oh, I'm sorry, on the X on the on the Xbox Game Pass and I'm yeah. out on the Switch. So I have it on both. So no matter right. what, I'm I'm taking it with me. And, and you, you got just, it on the you got got it with the OLED switch too. Right? Yeah, so I put it on the OLED switch, which is red. Yeah. Which is the the, the the blacks are black, the color contrast. Um it is the OLED show off my OLED game for Yeah, sure. it, yeah, it's it's <laughs> so fun. And um yeah, I mean this is I mean Tetris is Tetris, but just the music, the the level the leveling up. Um, I beat it. I, I'm right now. I'm playing it on hard now, which is a tear. I mean, you, you think Elden Ring is brutal? This <laughs> on hard is brutal, man. It's not fun, but it's uh, you know, it's it's something fun. It's just I like the challenge. So that, that's what that. And then um, uh, wait before uh, before we yeah. start. Um, you're playing that on PC. I think there's uh, if uh, maybe this was a PlayStation VR exclusive, but I'm no, pretty no, sure it's, it's on Steam VR. VR. Yeah, have you tried I, that in VR yet? I have not yet. I I will okay. uh, maybe next. Uh, maybe I'll update it sometime in the future with you guys. That, that is yeah, on my list. I want to play that. Is, in VR. Yeah, that's on my mm-hmm. list. Um, and then, but the one thing I am playing on VR right now with the combination of Steam and my Oculus is uh, the Star Wars Squadrons. Squ- yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's just it, it was more of curiosity. I wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm gonna get into these shooters and stuff. But that immersion, I mean, if you guys haven't played it with with VR, the immersion of it is just I mean, I, I'm I'm six, seven year old Javi watching Star Wars thinking I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm on a TIE fighter or an X-Wing and stuff. It's just so cool. I mean, the, 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 the mechanics are clunky, but it, if for some reason, when you're immersed, it's all forgivable. Like, yeah. um, and you can like and, look like, uh, uh, cause I, I haven't played it, but I've heard people talk about it. Like, you know, in those games, you can really just track it by turning your shift, your ship to, to where you're like tracking them in VR. If they fly over you, you just look up, up. and you can yeah. see it through the glass. Like, that's and that's cool how you can track it. people. It's oh, cool. That, uh, yeah. That's yeah. what's cool. So, so pretty much it's like, it's, it, it's just like real life intuition. You know, you, you'll be tracking the bogeys or wherever they're at flying, flying right by you. But the, the, it just seems so much bigger. Cause I played it on, I played it through my, through my screen, but once you get VR, it's just the world, just the depth field. It just seems so much bigger and it's just, um, it's great. It's, it's just a fun game. It's not yeah. nothing technical. It's just a fun game. So, and then I'll conclude with, um, uh, cyberpunk. I read, you know, they, they had the, the update on the PS five. Um, and, um, it's still clunky. It's still, um, uh, still has a lot of its issues, but man, it's, that's a pretty game now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a, especially oh, when it runs at sixty frames. Sixty frames at they say it's four K, but I don't think so, man. I think it's a little bit below that. Maybe it's two K, um, but it doesn't matter. The textures are awesome. The ray tracing, which is awesome on that, they did a good job with ray tracing. Um, the NPC, whatever the 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 cars, the yeah. traffic is actually is that a lot better. A lot well, the, better. The density, because they for the those density, console yeah. versions, they really like lowered it down. Like if you watch like a like a OG Xbox One version, there's like two people walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> like you have yeah. that big moment where you get down from your hotel elevator, it opens up, and there's just like 
two people. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, so where's yeah. everybody at? Where's yeah, everybody? exactly. COVID's in this game too? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, so they, just they, on those, they, just they on the space console versions. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but it's nothing, it's nothing, yeah, it's nothing like Assassin's Creed or, you know, or something like that. Like, you know, that's, that's crowding the screen, but it's, it. I like the fact that, um, which, and I think this is in general, this is my opinion, but I think that's going to be the future of gaming, games that you can just build upon. I mean, I know obviously mm-hmm. like Final Fantasy fourteen has done that and, and other games, but yeah. I think the beauty I can see in Cyberpunk is that at least, uh, it's building upon something. And I think... Oh, sorry, Javi, you froze there for a second. Uh, we'll wait for him to get so, back in. Sorry, we missed the uh, last... Yeah, yeah. Th- that. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I'm like in the very far end of my house. Like complete off in the corner from yeah, where, you're good, you're but good. um, but no, I, I just say I just think that it's just it's a it, I I like the fact that they're just they're they're of all the craziness that happened with that game, like they're actually building they got it in a, a good place, yeah. at a good place now where they can build upon it, and I'm just yeah. stoked to see where it might go. That's it. Cool, awesome. Uh, Colton, I will have you do yours, and there's uh. One your third game there. Let's save that mm-hmm. for last. Yeah, I, I figured. Uh, so I've played. I feel like I've played quite a few games in the past, uh, more than I usually do in the past couple weeks. Uh, I guess I'll start with the two that I don't have a whole lot to say, or I guess three I don't have a whole lot to say about. But uh, I went ahead and started replaying Witcher Three. Nice. For no uh, game. Not really for any apparent reason. I just. I don't know. I just I felt like I felt like playing that again, and I I thought about just loading up my old save and continuing the DLC. I didn't get that far in either one of the DLCs, but but I don't know. I just wanted to start over, so I started over. I got I probably played about fifteen hours, and it just reminded me how good of a game that thing was, and yeah. it reminded and it reminded me on why I was so mad at myself when I finally decided to play that game. Why it took me like two years to to start that thing up. I was I couldn't believe how long it took me to do that. Because you figured out it was going to take you two years to finish it. <laughs> yes, I think that's why. Uh, so not so, a lot uh, to say about it. It's heads so, up it's on so that great. one. Uh, CD Projekt Red is working on a PS5 like next gen version yes. of that. Yeah, um, I'm stoked so, on that. I yeah. will finally play it through. <laughs> You'll finally play it through. Maybe. Okay. I've only played through the first section three times. <laughs> I, I have managed to beat that game and beat all three of its DLC. Insane. I, granted, yeah, I made mine a good amount of of that, but still, that, that was a lot of time. It was like 180 that's hours. That's a fun game, too. It's yeah. just fun. Yeah. yeah. And it really just reminded me how great that game was. And mm-hmm. uh, I've also played a little bit of Planet Coaster. It's always been uh, for a couple years now. It's been one of those weird games on my wish list on the PlayStation Store. I'm like, man, I loved Roller Coaster Tycoon growing up. Yeah. I would love, I would love a, uh, you know, I just, I want to play that again. Uh, but forty dollars, I think, was a little bit high for me. To, I, I never got around to buying it. But then last month, it was the PlayStation Plus game, so I was like, okay, I can finally give that a shot. So I've put, I've put some hours into it. I really like it. There's not a whole lot to complain about that for me. Uh, Does I just, it, I mean, if, do you if feel you like, like it controls game, well on a controller? Way a lot better than I thought. Okay. Uh, there's just a lot of there's a lot of shortcuts that you have to learn with the buttons. You know, like 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 even the square button. I, I think you hit the square button, it does something. If you hold down the square button and hold oh, another yeah. button, it turns into a different button. So it probably just takes some time. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they did. The, I don't know if they could have done any better with the with all the shortcuts and the buttons. I mean, I think they did the best they could with the console controller personally. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I like that game. 
And then the third game, I don't have a whole lot to talk about, but we've been playing it is uh, Sackboy. We've been exclusively playing that co-op. So me, Victoria, my wife, and then Dalton will come over and we'll play that. Uh, we we have exclusively played that co-op. I've not played that game by myself. I don't know what it what it plays like by yourself. Uh, but for, from what we've played, it's been we. I've really liked it. I've always liked the little big planet games. I think they're great. Yeah, it seems um, like a good co-op game. It seems like a good co-op game. Uh, another yeah. uh, a friend of mine that you guys all know. He's put in like he's put in like a 600 hours into this game and i still don't <laughs> yes, understand how um yeah. what he was saying though is that uh trophy hunters like people trying to get like 100 percent trophies uh there's some like online really hard stuff that people were like giving him money to speed run like certain parts of that game to get him trophies so they're sending him like God 50 dang. bucks or whatever i was just like what <laughs> got like a little big planet racket going on uh but yeah Good for him he's making money uh, so get those three out of the way. So I have also been playing a lot of Fortnite, and I have always kind of played a lot of Fortnite since it came out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about that game. Uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know what it is. I mean, it's the battle royale aspect, I guess, with the uh, just with the absurd absurdness of the game. I guess. I mean, I think th- this chapter. Uh, chapter three, which is uh, this is the first season of chapter three. So this is the third map, the first season of the brand new map. And I feel I feel like it hasn't felt this good in a long time. Uh, they added the Spider-Man gloves. And I honestly think that has to be one of my top three favorite items they've ever put in the game. Nice. Uh, probably. Probably ranking it. I have to put Boombo. Uh, bow and arrow. You know, bow. There's a bow and arrow that you shoot, and it would explode, and it sounds really. Uh, I mean, it it doesn't sound anything like anything special, but man, I loved that thing. The snowboard. I loved the snowboard in that game. That was. Uh, there was something about it that made. Didn't they have a hoverboard. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I mean. It was like a snowboard okay. hoverboard thing. Okay. Uh, something about that, that made. Awesome. Uh, yeah, there's something about that made navigating the map really fun. And then it, I, it, I. I'll just I'll just say that like. In a in a big space like that, anything that any game that gives you really good mobility like ends up mm-hmm. being some of my favorite open world games. So I've I like I've I I haven't played Fortnite since like season before season one probably a little bit of season oh, yeah, one. Yeah. Um, but everything I've seen like the Spider Man and uh, even when uh, I was living with you guys just coming in and seeing like all the vehicles and stuff, I was like, oh, actually that looks that looks kind of fun. Except oh yeah, when, build, but <laughs> but yeah. the, the all the mobility yeah. stuff looks cool. Yeah. Bring back the airplanes. Yeah, uh, I'm oh gonna have God. to disagree I with you, dude. It. it was so much fun. Like it the was airplane. so much fun. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, another thing they added in this season is uh, they finally added the apex slide. Uh, that talk about mobility, you can really get down mountains now. I mean, you can. <laughs> Without dying, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying to the storm a whole lot less than I used to. I mean, because oh, yeah. when you're running from the storm, depending on what your angle is to the storm, to the new circle, the storm can move faster than the way than how fast you can run. But yeah. now, I mean, there's so many mountains in the game that you find yourself on top of a mountain. That storm is behind you. If you slide down that mountain, you're going. You must be going four or five times faster than you can normally run. So I think it's made dying to the storm. You know, I mean, it, it, that's happened a whole lot less, and it's made the game more fun. I think. Cool. Uh, the new battle pass. I'm. I. I love the way the new battle pass. That. Uh, like the new battle pass system they have. 
uh, it's no longer, you know, you're level 48, so you get the same thing everything everyone else gets on level 48. You you get five battle stars for each level you get, and then you unlock a page for every like I think 10 levels, and then you can spend those battle stars in whatever you want. So I mean, oh, like, like oh, interesting. Yeah, like last season, like on page one, there was still like four or five items that I didn't even get because I didn't I didn't want them. So I wanted to save my battle pass stars for some of the stuff on page seven or eight that I actually wanted. So I really like that. It just gives you, you know, more choice on what you actually want. And so if you were a crazy person, you still could grind it out and get every single thing. But right. I don't think it's that different. Colton, like how different is it really? I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the big items that you really want, like Spider Man, you got to unlock everything on that page to unlock him. Well, okay, yeah, I, there there are some items that are locked behind, you know, like hey, this, you know, it's you just open the page. Well, I, okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> but I mean, the big ones, I mean, they're I feel so like I, they're sorry, able to do that because people people want them so much that they can lock them behind, you know, that type of wall. But that's what I'm saying. Then I, I end up buying all the little things that I didn't want just so yeah, that's true. I did one. And that's so frustrating. It, it might as well just be the thing where it just gives it to me as I go. Like, I, well, I, mean, I, I still think I, it's valuable that you get to ha- like choose your order in that anyways, you know, yeah, like if there's something you wanted early on, then, you know, you'd still work towards the big battle pass prizes. But I, yeah. I could see like, hey, I want that like pet or whatever really early uh so yeah i think i, I would I, prefer instead of the I, star system i would prefer a sort of tree like system where it's like oh you leveled up here are the the three ways to three things you yeah. can choose this level instead of like saving up stars because I, I found no value in in accumulating a lot of stars it didn't really change what you could buy it just meant you waited to buy it mm-hmm. if that yeah, makes any sense yeah. I, I mean, that, so game, maybe- that game is still free to play, you know, like uh, player retention is a big factor in how they make their money. You know, yeah, they want they'll change it play. again, I'm sure. You know, I said that thing about yeah. I, I said that thing about FF14 earlier, but you're I'm still paying fifteen dollars a month for that. It's wait, is it fifteen mm-hmm. or ten? I don't know. I don't care. Too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, but I like it. But you know, they don't care if I leave as long as I keep paying my subs. So I yeah. you know, I, you can't put the same. I, I get that's a little unfair to compare that. I, 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 I said too much Fortnite. and I bought like ten, twenty dollar outfits in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's brutal. <laughs> that's that's brutal. Um but cool, cool. Okay, and uh you have uh two games on that, but let's go to the one game that I think you've have specifically been playing. Uh yeah, so I got I got Horizon Forbidden West. I was uh I was stoked to play it. I loved that first game. I think that that was one, at least at the time, that was one of the better stories that in a, in a game that I played in a while when I first played that first game. Yeah, I that loved first game it. Was I, a really good narrative arc. Yeah. Yes, I I loved it. I couldn't wait for this one. Uh, so I had to get it day one. So I did that. Uh, I've probably put, uh, I don't know. It, it's probably twelve hours into it. I think I haven't gotten super far in the story wise, just because I got caught up in the. Uh, I got caught up in a lot of the side missions and the man. And I and and dude, it, this game looks fantastic. The. Uh, the NPCs look great. You know, uh, that first game was really good. It looks great, but sometimes you go to talk to an NPC and their jaw, it looks like someone broke their jaw before they started talking. I mean, you know, the, it, it, you know, there were some parts of the game that didn't look great, but man, this game, I swear, I, I, you would play, you know, 
I guess I found myself really, really amazed because I found a, I found some random NPC. I did a really small side quest that didn't have any importance to anything. But the cutscene that happened after, I mean, it had such like, like main, like main campaign story level cutscene quality. It was so, it, it was really surprising to to see that. Uh, so, uh, so I, like I said, I haven't played a whole lot that you know that I really wanted to, but because of uh, you know, the other game that we're probably going to talk a little a little bit more about later, I figured it's probably more important to be on the ground level with that game. I can play Horizon later, so that one's probably I'm going to. You know, just have that shit sit in the background for now until You'll like back uh, in another. Week. Yeah, I'll be back, and I know yeah. I'll beat it, and I'll love it, I'll platinum it, whatever. Yeah, uh, it looks, it looks, it looks fantastic. It looks like, very pretty. Yeah, the engine, everything, yeah. it looks amazing. Yeah, the peach fuzz is what I'm in it for. Yeah. Yes, okay. Aloy's cool. Cool. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. So I I know this has been on uh, most of our lives. It would have been on Hobby's list too if you. Hadn't had been traveling the next few days, but our last game, and we're not going to spend super long on this because I do want to make a separate podcast in about a month that just this is just what we're going to talk about, um, just because I think there's a lot to talk about. So we will we'll give like our initial impressions because uh, um, you, you're going to know my impressions for the most part. You know, I like it, <laughs> but I, I'm interested to hear. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm interested to hear uh, like Colton or, you know, uh, especially if uh, Javi, if you're on it, just someone I know that had maybe not as played every single one of these like sort of things. But uh, so we're talking about Elden Ring, by the way. I did not what? say the name. I just figured. But someone's oh, listening Elden to this Ring. in like two oh. years. They're just like, what? <laughs> what are you what? talking about? New Pokemon? What? Um. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Elden Ring has been out for what three days now. <laughs> it seems like longer because it's like it is not. It yeah, weird. it's like burrowed itself into my head. So it feels longer. I I I I've put in eighteen hours into it. That might be why oh it feels God. longer to me. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I will say <laughs> I will say Elden Ring. So I have there were like two things I want to talk about specifically with Elden Ring, and it was first like. Um, you know, is this the game you're you're if you've never played a Souls game or if you've really bounced off a Souls game, is this the game like you should play? And uh, my answer to that is that if you bounced really hard off a Souls game and you're like, absolutely, I want nothing to do with this. I hated my experience with it. I don't think Elden Ring is going to change your mind in that regard, because um, I think what so it, it's it's hard for me to so the beginning of it right the the thing with a souls game is that it's difficult and usually the only way to progress is to go forward right like you're gonna learn this mm-hmm. these boss patterns um you know you can level up you can you can find different armor you can do that but really the core of it is like hey you're gonna need to know like the mechanics of this game uh what you're fighting timings that sort of thing. And this, it's still in this game, but the big difference is that you can just go somewhere else. Like, yeah, um, yeah. if something's, is something, if you died like three or four times to something, you can just turn around and be like, yeah. well, I'll come back. And what I have found is that whenever I've explored, it's rewarded me in something that's helped me in something I was like stuck at. Uh, whether it's like more flasks, which heal your health, more like, uh, 
uh, different little buffs you can put on your like sword and shield. Um, just a, like a lot of different things. It really rewards you to explore and you're leveling up during that too, which definitely helps. And, you know, so I, I think uh, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, th- this is the, like this game is all anyone will talk about is as like really good review scores. This might be the one I might be able to play. And I think it can be, but you have to you have to know coming in that it's still a Dark Souls game. Like yeah. it is Dark Souls for an all but name in a lot of ways, but it's it's easier to jump on because it's not going to force you down a path. You're going to be able to maybe learn at your own speed, and that's the thing. Like uh, Dark Souls, you learn at its speed. Like it's like you're there's this one path, there's this one boss. Yeah. You're either going to bounce off it or you're going to go through it and you're going to get past that wall. And this one, you know, if that boss is still there, if you go just down the critical path, it's going to it's going to destroy you. It's going to be harder than most Dark Souls games. Like um, I went I went to the critical path pretty early on and I had a lot of trouble with that boss. I was like, oh, I am <laughs> I am not prepared for this. And I was like, well, you know what? I I know this is I, I I've heard this is the thing to do. I'm just going to pick a direction and go. And sure enough, I found like a continent that's not even like, mar- you know, mapped on my mark uh, uh, on the bottom, on the south end of the map. And I was able to find a bunch of stuff. And I came back to that guy like an hour and a half, two hours later and no problem, no problem. You know, so it's really that type of game that will reward you taking it. It, it will work at you at your own pace. And I think that's the biggest difference. And I've heard it described as like the Breath of the Wild, like, not yeah. the killer, yeah, yeah, but the classic, people have been comparing yeah. it to Breath of the Wild, and I want to say like there are certain aspects of it, like not you know not putting markers all over the map, telling you where to go, what to do. Um, mm-hmm. That that is very Breath of the Wild, but Breath of the Wild, its combat is very secondary. A lot of what you're doing in Breath of the Wild is you're doing like um, puzzles within the environment, right? And like there's a lot of physics going on within the environment. Like oh, I can't get across this cave i can chop down these trees and roll it over and there's not that kind of like problem solving in elden ring's open world it's main uh it, it the main action you're still doing in elden ring is combat yeah like, i, I like think that's, that that's a good thing know? i think that they learned what they should have learned from breath of the wild and they add, they added what they needed to add to to make elden ring i think they made the right choices and I, I do think it is it is a good comparison to Breath of the Wild, but yeah, if you're if you're not into it's the combat, if you didn't like Dark Souls combat, it's not for you. Yeah, or uh, the biggest thing is maybe you just like you you felt like oh well, it's just kicking me in the ground, it's not teaching me anything. This one you can learn how to play Dark Souls just because it gives you more options and more interesting things to do other than die to the same thing That's 50 true. times, you know. You might you're still gonna die exploring, but at least it won't be by the same exact thing. Yeah, and you do hit like every Souls game. You hit, you get past that brick wall where all of a sudden you're kind of the threat. You know, yeah, that like does that. happen, but it's hard to get to that point. You know, um, but yeah. So uh, overall, like personally, I I'm I love it. <laughs> I really like it. It's really cool. Um, I, I just love the fact I can pick a direction and find like, hey, I went to this church and there's a giant tortoise with like a pope hat. He's let me buy spells or I wow. went to this lift and it took me 200 feet underground. And now suddenly I had to click my R3 button to switch my map to the underground map, <laughs> you know, or yeah. whatever. I was just like, what? Like there's just so many um, 
there's just so much to it. And I think for a new player, systems wise, it's going to get a little confusing because they throw a lot at you. Tell me about so, it. Um, oh, yeah. 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 So playing like asking people that have played these games before are, are learning it. Cause there's, I watch guys. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know you could do that. You know? Uh, but just like doing the research, having a group of friends that's playing it is going to really help. Cause you can just be like, Hey, um, am I doing this wrong <laughs> or you know, or just, yeah. And that's the fun of it really. I've had so far is just like on Sunday, I was talking with Jed, uh, another guy that will be at this podcast some point, And I was like, did you, did you see this? Did you find this? <laughs> and it, you know that's that's really the fun of dark souls games but this one even more just because we could see wildly different things depending on what direction you go it won't stop right. you you can go to the unmarked parts of the map you can go northeast west south uh anywhere and you know the, the enemies don't scale so it's not like oblivion where like that crab at the beginning um that you kill one hit like at the end of the game is scaled with you so it still takes like five hits so what's cool about it is you can find yourself in a bad area. You're like, oh, this thing is going to like pound me. I'm just going to come back to it later. But at the same time, once you level up, you can go back to an area and clear it out like really easily. Like you're like, oh, now I'm the threat in this area. And now me? a dungeon <laughs> I missed, I can just run through. Like I can just no problem, not even think about it. So that, that give and take is really cool. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what you guys think. I love it. <laughs> I think uh, from going from Bloodborne to Dark Souls and Abyss game, um, I love the experience and how when I first step out of the from the underground into the vast world of Elden Ring, I'm already like blown away with like the ambiance. This this already this NPC telling me how I'm maidenless and tarnished. Thanks, man. <laughs> A nice welcome home. <laughs> and just already you can see this like boss in your path that will mess you up. But you understand from me, like, okay, if I understand this is an open world game, then I can probably just come back to it later. And mm -hmm. progressing the path, you find more things to do. You find your steed, you find your first shopkeeper, your first maiden. And I think it's it's just so good. And with the new mechanics in this game that I, that I heard about, like summons, I think it provides different ways to approach battles. And that excites me. Summons, also... summons change everything, especially yes. with yeah. like oh drawing, drawing aggro is the thing you would do <laughs> when you would summon other players. And some bosses just become a cakewalk with it. So it's yeah. so nice. And, and, and like, just also like, like you said, exploring the game and like finding our own, like little like discoveries, like you and uh, I think Colton were, uh, were playing together and you were like, Hey, what's that over there? And it's like, Oh, oh yeah, I, the cave. Yeah, the cave. I went back to it. I went back to it yeah. the next day. I, was, I didn't know that was there. That was like literally five feet from the beginning yeah. where they start yeah. at the beginning of that map. And I was like, I didn't know that cave was there. Yeah. yeah. It, I think cool. right now, or I can just say for Elder Ring from first impression, it it has a strong first impression. And it's carrying me. I'm only four hours into the game, and I want to play more. And I'm excited, cool. so excited to see what the world has in store. Yeah, oh, it's right. um, it's the uh, just a quick question. Um, I I I went through all the the past games and I beat them, but uh, my my biggest pet peeve with with From Software has always been the the evasion system. I think rolling was such a, I just I hated it, man. I hated the. I mean, you can roll through the whole game pretty much. Um, and also, I I felt like me. I think it was the, was it dark the the third one or whatever, but. Does it is the combat more is the combat more um, balanced between like faster weapons and slower weapons? Because I felt like in the past, the the faster weapons 
feel like the game perf- like preferenced the faster weapons mm-hmm. than the slower weapons. And I, I just was kind of like bummed out about that because you know, have some cool long, you know, big old weapons, and it's like they were they were useless because the enemies or whatever. I from what I found, and especially with the past Dark Souls games too, is early on it will punish you uh, just because you don't have a build that's tanky enough to take right. hits with those with those larger weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is it is kind of the same with this, where the faster ones will definitely uh, be beneficial in the beginning. But I'm only 18 hours in, and I'm starting to work in because uh, I'm doing a dexterity build. I'm starting to work in like a larger curved greatsword. Right. And I'm finding actually there are certain enemies like in the mines where you can't actually pierce them with like lighter weapons. Like you need a heavier weapon to actually do some good damage or like okay. a piercing damage. Um, so I, I think you're going to run into the same issue at the at the beginning. But I think you can build you can find your build faster in this right. game. Cool. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm gonna jump in and disagree with you real quick. Um, I've all, I've pretty much my I started over because at first I chose to be a little faith build and I did not like it. So I, I started over as just a wretch uh, mm-hmm. with a little club and then I evolved into having a great sword. And I think it, I've done just fine. I don't, I don't think it was any harder than whenever I was running around with the, the broadsword. I think it actually with some of the enemies, I've dominated them with the heavier weapons. Yeah, so I think mobs, it really just I mean, depends on the, the situation. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I think you, you might have just, I mean, maybe you just like the the lighter things more, the lighter weapons, but I think th- it mm. feels to me pretty pretty good. I, I think you could go either way because I've dabbled a little with with both sides, and I've enjoyed both so far. So yeah, I will say the builds, everyone's builds are going to be wildly different with just all the little perks you can put on, like your shields, your swords. Oh, and you and you can like uh, change the skills with the yeah. The I love that. I so right off. right now uh, I have like a small shield because I'm doing like a curved katana and a small shield right. I mm-hmm. found one of the I think they're called Ashes of War right. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah. So I'm so bad with the proper names in these games. Uh, but I got an <laughs> Ash of War that bolsters my shield so I can uh, press R2 and it puts like a little layer on my shield and the next hit it's like hitting like a great shield. So a lot of the like even some bosses they get knocked back when they hit it. And I had to recharge it again after that happens. But that like saved me. I'm, I'm a super aggressive boss at the beginning. And like I said, no, someone else is going to find a completely different way to tackle, you know, tackle uh, different bosses and stuff. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what everyone's build is. Um, uh, it, I, I, the only thing is I, I'm still thinking about new players a lot in this game because this game is already sold. It's, this game is going to sell so much. It, it's going to yeah. sell a lot, and I think there it's there's going to be a lot of people that bounce off mm-hmm. because I feel a little tricked because they're just like this is a game, you know, it's like Skyrim but third person, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it is not that. It's just not. It, it's still a Dark Souls game. So um, I think the onboarding is still a little rough uh, with it's that better. stuff. It's better, but it's still not great, especially when they start like throwing in like. Like that idea of like super armor, like that mechanic where you stun yeah. uh, enemies with R2. Like that, I've been playing, I've played all of these games a number of times and I didn't even like, it didn't even click to me that, that that's what was happening. I was just like, oh, I'm stunning them because I'm hitting them enough, you know? Uh, so just stuff like that. But um, uh, so yeah, I, I'll be curious to see where we all are in a month. I'll say right now I'm about 18 hours in. If I had to average how many like, 
bosses I've beaten with like the red bars, it's probably around like already like 30. And I feel like That's I barely crazy. like touched the game. That's I like barely a third of the bosses, right? Right. Well, I've, the main bot, like the main campaign bosses, which I just call trophy bosses, where they give you a trophy after you beat it. I've just beaten three of those. Like three of those in 18 hours lines up with most Dark Souls games. But it's just all those caves and all those crazy overworld things that just pop mm-hmm. in, like a dragon that comes out of nowhere or Titan that just comes out of the ground, you know, just stuff like that. Um, uh, and, and to be honest, it's not like I beat like 30 incredibly difficult bosses. Most of them I've had um, one that early on I had trouble with. I just, you know, I, I've made it a rule for myself. If I die three things to something, I just leave. I mark it and I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> and that's really out. Yeah. And that's really helped me just keep moving through that game. Cause the, the joy of that game really is just going to be discovering the open world and uh, kind of mm-hmm. comparing notes with other people. But, you know, I, I'd say um, for anyone that's having trouble with it still, is I just say stick with it, find a weapon you like. Cause a weapon, um, it has to do with scaling, like you scaling your stats. I've noticed that the scaling is very level. Like you're not going to pick up a dex weapon as a strength build and not be able to use it very effectively. They're all kind of scaled very evenly. So you can mix and match weapons and swap in and out. Um, so yeah, I, I think in some ways it's easier. In some ways it's very much a Dark Souls game. Like, yeah. But cool. We'll uh, we'll probably come back to that another point once once we've all had more time with it. Because I think, I think that'll be the fun podcast is just be like, okay, what'd you guys see? Yeah. Where'd you see it? What are you mm-hmm. talking about? Like, you know, it, uh, yeah. So, all right. I think um, unless anyone else has any other games, I think that'll wrap it up for our first segment. So we will be back to talk about the Uncharted series. Welcome back. So we are one podcast member short. Javi had to head out, but he says he loves Uncharted and would die for Uncharted. So you can just keep that in mind as we're talking about Uncharted, which is our next segment. (laughs) Yeah, and we uh, we're recording this right as the uh, Legacy of Thieves collection comes out and the movie comes out. So Uncharted has been on the brain, on the mind. So what we're going to do today is we're going to start with our history with the series. So what I want to know from y'all is I want to know how did you hear about Uncharted and when did you first play Uncharted? So I'm going to start with you, Colton. Well, uh, back in the old PS3 days, I I didn't have a whole lot of games. You know, I was still uh, in high school. I had to rely on... Uh, mommy and daddy's money when it came to video games. Uh, so I heard about Uncharted 1 when it came out. People, I heard people liked it. Uh, it looked like a game I would like, but, you know, I can't remember how many years were in between 1 and 2. Uh, what was it, like two years in between? Something yeah. like that? Correct. Something like that, yeah. So, so, and then 2 came out, and I just, I heard, I mean, immensely great things about that game. I mean, people loved it. I saw the IGN review of that game. I was like, man, that game, you know, I, I need to get this at some point. Uh, a couple months later, it may, have, it may have been a year later, actually. 
I was still, yeah, it, it was probably a year later. I was at Best Buy, and I saw that they had one and two together as a pack-in with wow. a blue PS3 controller. And I was actually there to buy a PS3 controller because the only one I had just broke. So I was like, hey, I need to buy this controller. I need to buy this. I need to buy these games anyways. I went ahead and got them. And, and oh, my God, that was such a good weekend for me. That was such <laughs> a good weekend. I mean, uh, I, I loved Uncharted 1 at the time. I loved it. I know if I went back and played it now, I probably would have some things to gripe about. But that first game, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Then I played the second game. And I was like, wow, this might be one of my favorite games of all time. This game is wonderful in every way. And uh, and then ever since then, 3 came out, I had to buy it. 4 came out, bought it. Lost Legacy, I bought it. Uh, and I, I've loved all of them. There's not, there's not one Uncharted game that I don't like, that I, that I don't love, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much my feelings on the series. Is, uh, I like oh, it I guess, a lot. I guess I'm done here. <laughs> I guess yeah. we wrap it up. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, Josh. Okay, so you yeah, think? you, um, Colton, you brought up the that bundle. I, I remember that bundle. I bought it, but that is not where I started playing Uncharted. I um, I had an Xbox 360. I was not a PS3 boy. Um, so for the longest time, I I was like looking at Ratchet and Clank because I played on the PC. I was like, oh, I love this. I want to play it, but I don't have a PS3. And then after they released that the slim and then they did the rebranding for the PS3 on the on the case and stuff, I was like, all right, all right, you got me. Like I'll trade in my Xbox. So I did, and the first two games I bought were Ratchet and Clank, a Crack and Sun, which I know we're not talking about it, but the game is so good. Mm-hmm. And I bought Uncharted 2. I did not start with the first Uncharted. Uh I guess it had oh, just sorry. come out recently, or maybe it had been out for, for maybe six months to a year. Cause it, this was like, you know early high school, maybe junior high for, for me and Colton. Um, I loved that game. It was so good. I, it blew my mind. Like the, the action that I thought it was so cinematic. I don't like action movies. I, my, that was my dad's thing. Like he had a movie collection, action movies. He, he loved them, but I was always like, ah, just explosions. It's not interesting. But whenever you get to play through it, there's something about that that just drew me in. I was yeah. like, this is the best thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I just played Ratchet and Clank a Crack in Time. So oh, that's Uncharted high praise. Is, high praise. Is, is great. And, uh, but but I, I, think, I guess I sold it at some point, maybe. I, I sold two. I never played one. I think I might have played three before actually going back and playing the first because I got it in that bundle with the controller. Uh, to I guess maybe I, that was my second PS3 at that point, so I finally get to play Uncharted One. Uh, yeah, and then that's that's how I started with the series. Very cool, very cool. All right, uh, Isaiah, same question: How did you hear about Uncharted, and when did you first play it? I'm agree with you. I do not remember where I heard it, but what I do remember is in my PS4. The first time because of Colton and Victoria, I love you too. Uh, <laughs> and my first mm. game, my first games on that were Undertale, Hand Time, and then the Uncharted Collection. And it's because of Dalton over here, mwah, love you. <laughs> he gave me his collection and four. <laughs> and mm-hmm. from then, I just played all of them back to back. And my thoughts were with every entry that I played. It became 
better and better and better. I I couldn't even tell you what my favorite is because there's so many great qualities to every each of these games where it goes down to the, the characters, the writing, the voice acting, the performance, and sometimes even just the levels are just so much fun. There's a literal part in Uncharted 2 where it becomes straight horror, and that was a whole like <laughs> it's 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 amazing and and these games have aged like fine wine maybe one a little more rough well, but we'll talk with every it. other game <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the individual game sure. <laughs> but with like with all these games i just learned to appreciate so much of like uh what makes games good and uncharted is a great example of what a good series is agreed agreed all right, yeah. So uh, my first experience with Uncharted is a little weird. Uh, when I first saw it, I remember uh, my parents were watching like The Simpsons or something, and just like a little ten-second ad came up on our like tube television showing uh, Drake's fortune. And at that point, I didn't own any next-gen systems. I didn't own a 360 or PS3, and I didn't own uh, either of those consoles till late 2008. So you guys had PS3s. Mm-hmm. 360s for i i did i was still on that ps2 game um but uh the first time i it, it was actually um uh, uncharted is the reason i i picked a ps3 over 360 and how that happened is this is around 2008 i am i have a job now i'm ready to like buy my first game console by myself and at that point, the 360s were $299 new, and PS3s, this was before the first Slim model came out, were still $399, so $400. Crazy. And someone with like a first job, that, that $100 is like That's a, a big, big difference. difference. That's oh, like, yeah. so it was so hard. I was just like, you know, because uh, growing up, um, I just came off the PS2. PS2, incredible, like incredible. And I was still playing PS2 up until 2008. I think the last couple games I had were like Dragon Quest, uh, Rechain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, like I was still playing really good games. Persona 4, because uh, like there was a lot of PS2 games that came out after the PS3. But at a certain point, I was like, okay, it's time. I need it. And I was trying to decide <laughs> uh, between the two. And uh, I was leaning towards the 360 because it was $100 cheaper. I just watched IGN's review of the first Mass Effect and I'd never seen anything like that. I was like, oh, that oh, looks yeah. crazy. Like that looks like a movie, you know, whatever. Um, and at this point, I'd never seen anything about Uncharted other than that, like 10 second teaser. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, um, but it wasn't until me and my brother went to a friend's house and he had a PS3 and his dad at the time had this. Like it was 55 inches, was which was big, and back in like 2007, <laughs> so he had they he had a 55 inch plasma TV with like surround sound, a PS3, and uh, at one point, um, my uh, our friend puts in Uncharted Drake's Fortune, and let me tell you, that was like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like. Like he was going through that tutorial level. There was like, I was like, it's like, I'm watching a movie. And he rolled through that puddle the first time. And I'm like, his clothes are wet, you know, (laughs) it's drying. Like, like it just blew my mind. Um, And I thought it was so cool. Like the jumping and the climbing and the fact you could shoot while you were climbing. Like just, it it just blew my mind. And at that point, I'm it pretty much Drake's fortune made that decision for me. It's like, I need a PS3 for this game. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I ended up finding a used to uh, fat 40 gig PS3 at like a shop for $300. So I still got mine. I still got mine. (laughs) Uh, But uh, that was like late 2008. So at the same time, uh, my friend, this was the same day he had a Game Informer magazine and the cover of it was for Uncharted 2. And so I just saw that. I looked in the magazine. I was like, I looked at screenshots. I was like, whoa, this is like, this Mm -hmm. is crazy i still have that game informer i think too the one where he's like hanging off the train yeah yeah i, forget. Yeah. I love that cover that's probably my favorite yeah. game informer cover in the back of that and in, in the back of that uh cover is also a review for persona 4 on ps2 which is what actually oh, you're right you're right persona too. i was like well that game looks cool too and i still have a <laughs> ps2 so they were like two th- that day was a very good day for my gaming taste um but um, after that, like, you know, shortly after uh, uh, we got less than a year of getting a PS3 and Drake's fortune, falling in love with that game, Uncharted 2 came out and we will get to my thoughts on Uncharted 2. Uh, it, they're very high. I, that game is very important for many reasons. And just the series uh, from from, uh, you know, Drake's fortune on, I, I've liked just about every single one I've played. Um, you know, I, I'll have some things about to say there's there's, you know, one that wasn't made by Naughty Dog and I'll we'll get to that one. But uh, but in general, it's just there's so much quality. The writing, the writing is still bar none in a lot of ways. Um, just everything about Uncharted is is really good. So we'll break that down. I don't want to get too specific just yet. Um, all right. So we cover everyone. Pretty sure we did, right? Our, Josh, did we get you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, we did. All right, cool. See, this is why I get to edit and post. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just keep this in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll oh, edit that. You, they're going to, yeah, people listening are just going to hear me say, I'll oh, edit that out like five times. And like, wow. <laughs> Never Gosh, edited it. The laziest host I've ever heard in my life. Uh, <laughs> so now, what we're going to do now that we got kind of our history with Uncharted, I wanted to go kind of just game by game. And, you know, it's surprising when you look at a list of Uncharted games, you're like, oh, you know, there's a few. And then you look and you're like, oh, there's been a lot of Uncharted games. Yeah. Um, so that, that it did surprise me once I saw it all laid out. But um, let's start with the first. So uh, before we jump into it, uh, the first game is Uncharted Drake's Fortune. It released on November 19th, 2007. <laughs> And Amy Hennig, which will be important later, was the director of this game. Um, And we had that. And by the end of it, I was surprised, too, because I wrote down a list of the Metacritic scores for each game. And Uncharted Drake's Fortune, what would you guys guess Metacritic wise that game got? 91. I think think at the time, probably a nine, like, yeah, nine or 90. Mm -hmm. 85 to 90, I think. That's two, two, 91 specifically. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Those those were those were good guesses. It, it got an eighty eight, ah, an eighty eight. Um, and I and yeah, I, I actually was surprised it was high because I'm going off the lens of people talking about it post Uncharted two and Uncharted three. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I didn't get to see initial reactions of that game, but I bet a lot of people had the same reaction we did, where they're mm-hmm. just like, "Wow, this is like amazing." Um, so yeah, uh, Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Um, we kind of we some of we talked a little about it, but um, I think Uncharted Drake's Fortune still lays down the like the core cast of Uncharted. Like the people you want to see in Uncharted game were all in that like first game. Mm-hmm. They are in it. Uh, I just played this game last week. 
uh, front to back. And for real, I do not think they did a very good job introducing those characters. It is <laughs> yeah. the, they're the most shallow portrayals of any characters I've seen, and, like, and it's so cinematic. You think they they would you know dive deeper into the characters? No, these characters mm-hmm. are, are so shallow. So I was really disappointed with that actually. Um, so. Yeah, but, well, it's funny because uh, they ju- Naughty Dog had just come off of Jack and Daxter, and you can see that in Uncharted One, and the way they like portray mm-hmm. their characters. Some of it's kind of cartoon. Some of the camera angles are, are very like old school camera angles. Like some of the early ca- camera angles in the ship, I believe, reminded me of like playing Final Fantasy X. Oh, it, nice. it was very just like uh, stagnant angles, like very uh, yeah. it, it's strange. Like in the corner of the room, it's like a security camera looking down at Drake in the ship. Like, that's weird. <laughs> and it would shift to be in front of him. Like that's that's so old. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be interesting talking about this first game because we can talk about our first impressions with it. But going back to it, you definitely see like where mm-hmm. what they were trying to do and where they didn't quite get it. Yeah. Um, and, and areas they did, you know, like... Um, like you said, like just the the camera angles, like you can tell they were trying to go for that real cinematic action movie kind of aesthetic. And mm-hmm. in some ways they, they you know, you, you, back in the day, you got that. You're like, it's like a movie. But the more you've now, most games, most triple A single player games are that, you know, and they've gotten really good at it. So it sticks out a little bit more. Uh, what did you guys think about like uh, like the combat specifically? when you went like josh you went back to it recently did you do it off the uh i'm guessing you did off the collection right i played on the on the ps5 but through the 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 ps4 collection yes okay that will um so the thing about uncharted uncharted drake's fortune and the collection is blue point in the collection really cleaned up a lot of that game mechanically what you played still felt rough Yeah, take that and like take that and make it a lot worse. So Uh, the first time I played uh, Uncharted One, I guess, uh, was was after two, like I said. So I don't think I've actually ever had fond feelings about the first one. I think I've always been down on it uh, overall. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested what how you you guys felt uh, the first time you played. I mean, I uh, the thing for me was just the back and forth dialogue between characters because up to that point. Like you would play like Final Fantasies and it, you'd just be waiting for cutscenes to like yeah. drive very long or do like characters. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, this is the gameplay section, random battles or in any other game. You're like, I'm going to wait for the cutscenes, you know, and there are some mm-hmm. games where like back in the day where Final Fantasy X or Kingdom Hearts, I would like live for those cutscenes. Like I just be like, oh, yes, you know, put down the controller. Let's watch some story, you know. Um, But for. um. Uncharted, it was really the banter in between that I remember most fondly. I don't yeah, think there's I, as much. It, sorry, Colton, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I remember playing that game and uh, in between the cutscenes, you know, during the combat scenarios and then and in between combat scenarios, you know, they like you said, the banter. I remember it, it made me feel, I think for the first time, I was like, man, I really want to know what they're saying. And it's like, nah, this is not a cutscene. This is not part, you know, this is not part of any cutscene or anything and it, it, it seems like it's not a part of anything important but the banter is so i felt like it was written so well i remember thinking at the time i was like i wish every game was written the way this game was because i think i think the banter and the 
and the cutscenes and the at the time the movie quality that it felt like it had really pushed me through that game. That without that, I don't know if I would have liked the combat. I remember liking the combat a lot, but I honestly don't know if that was just me enjoying the other aspects of the game that kind of gave the combat like a a lighter feel to it. That I it made it it made it feel like I actually liked it a little bit more than I probably did. I think. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, I had a blast with that combat. Like, it was difficult, though, because, you know, like, a lot of the enemies were really bullet-spongy. They'd throw, like, yeah. hella grenades at you, no matter what. Oh, it's so yeah. ridiculous. You can't throw them back in the first one. Uh, or the exactly. second. Or the yeah. second. Oh, really? I thought uh-huh. they introduced it in the second one. Oh, my god. It was the third where they introduced that. Um, <laughs> I did. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you really feel that. You really feel that uh, going back to it. But back in the day, you know, I, the thing is, it really also depends on what you played before Uncharted. Like, a lot of people... Our our next gen moment seems to all align to be uncharted, um, like our big next gen moment. I don't know if that's true for everyone. Well, just on the PlayStation, it was, yeah. But that's the place to decide. Like people had Gears of War for maybe a whole year, and that was like the big like third person shooter. So I might have like not been as blown away if I played you know Gears of War before this, but I hadn't. Like this was my first next gen console, so I played Halo um, Three before this, and I was still very blown away by the Uncharted series. Yeah, Halo Three is is yeah, yeah, but yeah, like the third person action cover that was my first ever, and I I adored that system. I thought it was so. Oh yeah, it felt so unique. Like (laughs) yeah, but now it's just like now every game is that. Yeah, now now you roll your eyes when a game gives you like a cover system. You're just like what. I don't want to do this. I just want to. Yeah. Now I want to be able it to feels like, dead now a little bit. 50 feet at someone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, um, uh, the story itself, um, like you said, I, I'm not as attached to the overall. I mean, I guess this goes along with maybe almost every Uncharted game where the overarching story, like the mystery and stuff, isn't the thing that propels me. It's really like just the conversations, the interactions between the characters. Um, Uncharted One specifically has um, a few like turret sequences, as that like water boat. The uh, what do you call this? The jet ski. Beginning. Jet ski. Uh, oh no, the jet ski. Oh, they have, there's two uh-huh. two times you have to do that. Yeah, or three. Totally. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Three? I think it's three times. I just played. I should know, but I, I'm pretty sure it's three times. And oh, the third maybe. time, you don't have the uh, grenade launcher that you do the first two. Right, they just give you a pistol like at, yeah. at one point, and, and you know, back in the day, they, 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 those those sequences definitely do stand out as like, oh, this yep. feels a little half the game. It feels outdated, you know. So there there are things I think um, the arenas sometimes um, those enemies those enemies are dumb, but they'll rush you like they're aggressive. hundred um, percent. Yeah, um, I remember there's that one scene where Drake's in like a circle. It's like a like a circle mausoleum thing, and they just throw they must throw like twenty five dudes at you all at once, and you just die a ton. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I said, they they hadn't quite got down the like encounter the encounter like the individual encounters. Um, so performance wise, um, the PS3 uh, specifically the first Uncharted had it had awful screen tearing. If you play it, you'll really notice it. It's not anything you would notice back then because your eyes just... Oh, back then I was playing on a CRT, by the way. I was exactly. not playing on HDMI, yeah. HD screen Same. too. But if you watch some like YouTube videos, especially the part where like at the beginning where Drake's running away from all those pillars falling, 
it, it is like screen tear city. Like even if you have a hard time seeing screen tearing, it is so obvious that you're just like, whoa. And I, it's funny because um, Giant Bomb put a podcast where they sat down the main programmer of all the Uncharted series, Cowboy, and he was telling them how they like put Uncharted Drake's Fortune Gold, and they were talking with Gorilla, who had just put out Killzone Two, and Gorilla had figured out how to how to work out the screen tearing because they were working out the same thing, and they just released Drake's uh, you know Drake's Fortune <laughs> like two weeks earlier. He was like, great. So um, I think we'll get back to. Uh, Uncharted. I uh, when we get to the uh, Nathan Drake collection, because I do have some things to say about going back to that game on that collection. Oh, specifically okay. From going, I did not know we were going back to the collection. I should look at the doc. Um, yeah, yeah. It won't be a long conversation. It mostly okay. has to do with Drake's fortune. Um, but anyone else have anything else say they'd like to say about? Um, gra- like I said, graphically, it, it's it's still. I mean, even even looking back, like that U boat scene with even like you know old lighting and you know old assets and stuff it still looks really Um, nice in areas just to touch on i guess the story and characters real quick if i can um sully comes off like a creep in the first game uh he just wants to he just wants to uh yeah he just wants to bang everybody boring in the first one and elena is i don't know why she's there like, and what, what her motivation is yeah but yeah it's it's not well justified like how she's making it through all these gunfights with drake who's clearly done this before and just been like he she's more chipper to move like and ready to move on through this journey than than uh drake is and it's then, not like jesus i just saw you murder five <laughs> exactly like, no. it's, 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 yeah. like, well, i'll wait here you go murder 500 people <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> Yeah, and that'll and, continue. And, that'll continue all the games. Yeah, yeah. Now. And yeah. to the to the the story of the first game, though, um, if I can sort of spoil it because it's super old. Yeah, not fine. Um, the 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 bad guy because they do a little switcheroo at the end. The mm-hmm. the bad guy that you you think is a bad guy for for the whole game is super boring, and the, the guy that they switch him out with is equally as boring. And I yeah. don't know what they were trying to achieve there. He. He's just like his right hand man, and then he's like, and then he takes over, and he does the same boring kind of thing. He's just like, I'm gonna take it away and sell it. The yeah. the, the little golden statue that you're after, or whatever. And it's <laughs> I like, don't. All right, I mean, well. I mean, as, as I mean, we're gonna get to Uncharted two and three, but they have the same exact problems. Like I can care so. less about the villains for either of those games. Okay. It's really not till like four. Well, I mean, in my opinion, I think like four and especially Lost Legacy. I think Lost Legacy has mm-hmm. a really cool, okay. really cool villain. But um, um, I feel that it's an Uncharted one for sure. And then the ending boss fight is rough, too. Um, oh, dear God. I was playing on Crushing. Oh, I remember that. Oh, oh, no. It was the worst. I played through it about, I don't know, 25 times before I could get him down at the end. I'm just like, this is nuts. <laughs> they don't give you enough ammo it's oh yeah so i mean i think with uncharted one it, it's it's like it's like a good first start and it was naughty dog still getting their feet wet with the ps3 um again yeah. going back into what they were saying you know they were still working with that cell processor that really hard to work with uh processor the ps3 had and they said they were working with like 20 percent of the cells spus which are what made the cpu in the in the ps3 special so they were barely utilizing mm-hmm. 
what the PS3 could do at that point. Um, and so, you know, that's where like some technical stuff comes, but they were still figuring out technology stuff. So, you know, like anything, yeah. it's the first game. And uh, if you even go back to that entire generation, you'd think of first games to second games. I think those had huge jumps, like Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed 2, yeah. Gears of War to Gears of War 2. Uh, I mean, uh, I was about to say Arkham Asylum to Arkham City, but I like Asylum better, so I won't say Agreed. that, even though I did. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they were big jumps between sequels, which I don't think you see as often. And I think the same. I think more than anything, uh, the difference between Uncharted 1 and one and two is uh is the biggest leap we're gonna see uh so on that note uh uncharted 2 <laughs> uncharted oh, 2 man this is the big one for me so is i mean i know i know I'm, i know uncharted 2 is everyone's favorite i i i mean i i don't think i'm gonna go ahead and say it's not my favorite but i remember not at the favorite. time at the time playing it uh so after i played uncharted one i you know I think I said the thing everyone said, you know, if it was like a movie or whatever, but Uncharted 2, I remember being so wowed that it, I mean, it, it actually felt like, I, I, I couldn't say it felt like a movie in the first one. I mean, I know I did, but it really didn't. Uh, but that second one, like I've never, I don't think I've ever played a game at that point that had such a movie quality to it. And I, yeah, I think I must have replayed it three times in a row. Like I, I mean, I beat it the first time, and I said I have to play it again. I beat it the second time. And I, said, I, I want to play it again. I have to play it again. I think that's a very, a very uh, accurate way to, to explain two, because two has this like strong opening. You're like in the middle of an action, and you're like, "Whoa, what's going on? What? Why is Drake in this situation? Is he stabbed? Is he bleeding? Whoa, hold up! Is the train falling? Ooh, and like." From there, it, it continues to come back to that scene until finally you made it to the scene. Now it all makes sense. I also like to like mention like the first actual mission in the game. Actually, pretty cool. A the introduction, the introduction mm-hmm. is really good. The uh, heist is like really cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like the heist. Yeah, it's good. It 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 definitely gives you that like. That that thing you have with Soli in the first game, where you're like, this banter is really good. It was them like starting to stretch their writing chops. Where you mm-hmm. listen to, the, you know, you go back to one, you're like, oh, this is a little corny, actually, and you still go back to two, and you're like, wow, this is this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I so just for a little context, so Uncharted Three came out in October 2009, and um, the PS3 Slim came out two. just. Oh, sorry, Uncharted Two. Thank you. Uh, the PS3 Slim came out uh, just a month before Uncharted 2 came out. So that's when PS3, the, the PS3 Slim came out. They dropped the price, uh, you know, $100. And, th- and this game showing at E3 is kind of legendary. Um, uh, so before the game even came out, the first thing they showed, with, I don't know if it's the first thing they showed with this game, but one of the first, like, uh, what Uncharted would be, you know, known for after this game was a set piece moment. Where, and that was the one with the helicopter chase and the building falling. Oh, yeah. And that was right. that was the live demo they did. I, I actually don't remember if it was live, but that was their E3 uh, presentation they showed. And I remember seeing that and being like, this is... Everyone did. Everyone saw that and they're like, this is insane. Like, what are they doing over there? How, how does this look this good? And how are they doing this stuff? So the hype up to Uncharted 2 was, like, large. And... um. I think Uncharted 2, uh, maybe I'm skipping ahead, but Uncharted 2 really became Sony's template for like what Sony is now. 
like not in the same way like Halo 1 saved the Xbox. Like without Halo Combat Evolved, the Xbox brand would not exist. I wouldn't say the same thing with like Uncharted 2 and PlayStation. But uh, Uncharted 2 is uh, definitely um, directed like Sony's course to make like single player narrative, you know, AAA uh, focus games. Um, and mm-hmm. it, it really started here. And it, it, yeah, yeah, really influential. Yeah, I would um, say like uh, Uncharted 2 was the first time I, as a, like the Xbox 360 fan before this, I, you know, turned my head and I was like, wait a second. That looks pretty good. <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> so I think that was one of the first moments people really had a question, like, you know, maybe maybe there's something over there with Sony. Maybe they got something. Maybe, maybe I can't afford the, what, what was it? <laughs> the extra $100. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no I, that's the thing. When Uncharted there's a slim launch. Yeah, yeah, that was, so, that was yeah. such a smart time. I don't know if they did that intentionally. Oh, I'm sure they did. <laughs> that was a perfect like one-two punch to get people to switch over to, to and get them to catch up by the end of the, the generation. Yeah. Yeah, no, for real. Uncharted 2 really changed, uh, helped change the narrative for the PS3 um, up to that point because it was kind of dire for a while there. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I it's happened to me and maybe this has this didn't happen to me with last of us 2 it might be the only game that this had to be but every time a naughty dog game came out i i said like this is the best game like graphically this is the best realistic game i've ever seen like a you game, didn't say that with last of us 2 i was really impressed with it but a lot of games like you know god of war had had come out i think right Yes. Yeah. God of yeah. War had already come out and just, you know, Sony had been do, doing that game for a while. And, you know, Uncharted 4 was already like really impressive uh, over that. So by by then, I'm just like, this is just how games look now. And un, and Naughty Dog yeah. still does so, it incredibly yeah. well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> but, like the, but, novel, the novelty kind of wasn't as uh, like the novelty of having such a great looking game probably died off a little bit by that point. Is that what you mean? By that point, but it took like what like oh yeah so is that in between yeah. that oh, yeah, years yeah. for everyone else to catch up like like i said uncharted 2 3 i on a handheld basis golden abyss uh four the last of us while it was still on the ps3 you know um like all those games every time i saw it i was like this is the new bar like like every time <laughs> yeah. and uncharted 2 uncharted 2 was that for me i was like i can't believe how good this game looks and like, their I, narratives too like their narratives and story they, they did storytelling is like They've always been able to just amp it up more and more. And I think a great yeah. another example, like besides Uncharted, you know, The Last of Us is like incredible. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about like the new characters they introduce? Like, you know, this is uh, where they introduce Chloe. Oh, I, I loved Chloe. Um, I loved Chloe. I loved Cutter. I really liked Cutter. Was Cutter like, two or oh, was wait. Cutter three? Cutter was like Cutter's three. God damn it. You're right, he had right. he had his I, well, now yeah. I'm forgetting his name his friend and the his, the guy that betrays him in the beginning yes. of two. Yeah. yeah I think that's what I'm so I, I I so I really liked his character and I actually really liked him uh, I liked him as a bad guy personally uh, and I liked Chloe I liked all the new characters and I liked what they did with the existing character I think they made uh, Nathan a much more interesting character in the second one Harry uh, Flynn. I was just like about to say that. But it's very telling that we're calling Harry Flynn the villain of that because Lazarovich is supposed to be the big bad in yeah. that. Who? In, 
Exactly. The big <laughs> yeah. scarred Russian dude. I know what he looks like, but like, I don't care for him. <laughs> I, I remember the, the boss at the end, the boss fight. Exactly. So that's what uh, I was saying when we were back on one that Uncharted has a little bit of a problem of having forgettable like core villains. And he was the last boss. Like you had to blow yeah. up those blue things after the, Which was uh, the a resin. lot better than the first yeah. thing. What's no, no, yeah. I still found it annoying that you had to like walk and run in a circle, yes. but still yeah. annoying. <laughs> yes. What's up, Lizo? So the two had the that really like crazy like dream sequence that like that No, that was three. That was three? Okay, yeah. great. I'm gonna excited yeah. to talk about that. So one. uh two, uh you know, I mentioned earlier that that's kind of where like the uncharted set piece happened. And obviously, like we we have to talk about the train level. Mm incredible <laughs> i like it the so train much. level is still impressive to me after all this time it is just such a cool sequence where you're jumping out of windows you're you can go on the rooftops you can tackle it in like multiple levels and everything mm-hmm. around you is just like speeding by um so train okay. level is phenomenal i thought we were talking about the hanging train oh no the moving train yes i do love that sequence i did die um, a lot to, but i think i really did enjoy it i think i really found myself yeah. having fun with having real fun with this game yeah it's like a real novel moment and and the building obviously the building falling sequence you saw in the e3 that's really cool too though, oh, yeah. where you're seeing all the furniture slide and like the, it's making cover yeah. for you and you just yeah just like really crazy stuff especially for the time especially for oh, the yeah. time you're just like this is wild um so uh you know we talked about uh game like gunplay and stuff in one feeling like a little wonky uh, i feel like they found a, a good balance that this is a much more playable game especially as far as like aiming and again it depends how you played it because if we if we go back to legacy collection blue point touched up all three of those games to feel really similar gunplay wise so it, it depends how you replay these games but um but Uncharted 2 compared to like PS3 on Drake's Fortune, it's just a lot tighter. Like the way you throw grenades, um, the enemies aren't as bullet spongy unless they have like armor. Um, the the whole uh, the melee system felt a little a little better. Um, um, so yeah, I, I I really liked them playing playing Uncharted 2 as well. I remember Uncharted 2 having my favorite gunplay. For yeah. sure. Now that you mentioned, you had mentioned the, the not being able to toss grenades. That um, yeah, the <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't toss, they don't toss grenades at you nearly as much as they did in the first yeah. game. Uh, but really, um, uh, Uncharted Two as well. Not, not even just in the gunplay. I think their encounter design uh, was a lot smarter too. It was just, it was a lot less of like, like trap you in in an enclosed mm-hmm. space and send like. 20 really aggressive dudes well, at you. And you, you could actually, into a actually stealth takedown guys in that game, right? You True. Can do yeah. 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 It's one of those early, like, uh, games have gotten better at this over time. It's like one of those games where you get noticed by one guy and everyone in the room's like, whoa, you know, it just starts shooting <laughs> yeah. you all at once. Uh, like, you know, like replaying a little bit of Crisis 2. It was like the same thing. Like, a lot of those games that threw in real light stealth mechanics. Uh, would never let you get back into stealth or it was just like a little wonky in that way, but it was still a nice touch. It helped it feel more cinematic. Yeah. Um, And so for me personally, like there's the single player aspect and then there's the multiplayer. Um, Multiplayer, I was still in high school, so I had a lot of free time. 
I, you know, that's all I, that's all I was doing was playing video games. So I had a lot of free time. Uh, and the Uncharted 2 multiplayer, um, I forget my clock count because it would track. But at a certain point, I remember hitting about like 24 days to play. So you do the math Ooh. on that. Um, and, you know, th- this was before battle passes, before anything. I just yeah. loved mechanically like playing that game. Um, so it had like, you know, it had all the um, deathmatch. All the stuff you you would know uh, in these games, but uh, playing like a third person shooter again, I'd never played Gears of War, so um, having that, having the survival mode, which is just ripping off horde mode again in Gears, it, horde mode was really fun. And then I don't know if you remember this because it's not in the remaster, but two also had these co op campaign missions where you you and three other dudes online could go uh, tackle these like missions on different difficulties yeah you know i did try that one time and i'm uh, i didn't have unlimited access to online stuff i have i'd have to bring my ps3 to uh to my uncle's house if i wanted to play anything online so i didn't get to do it very often so i tried that co-op thing one time and we all died so quick i was like i i only have internet for like two more hours i need to spend it on something that i'm gonna enjoy i actually never got to play those i wish i did though it's cool there's some there's some like um I mean, the scenarios are are like weird, like there's characters where they're not supposed to be. But you you pretty much play through like uh, portions of the single player game, except there's like some dialogue, like unique dialogue to it. Um, oh, like that's you're, cool. Like you're in um, that first big city in Uncharted 2, but you're playing as like solely uh, Nathan and like Elena, even though in the story they weren't all together. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, mm. it was cool. It was cool. Um but it was just like a little little addition. So it was like really feature rich too when it came out. Like the single player hit, the multiplayer hit. It had like cool extra modes like the survival or the co-op campaign stuff. Um, Uncharted 2 is just a hell of a game. Um, so is there, um, uh, is there anything else you guys want to say about that? Like I said before, like how I feel about all the games, they just amped it up a lot better. Yeah. Um, it shows. It's awesome. Okay, so Uncharted Three. Um, oh, by the way, I, I had mentioned the Metacritic score for um, Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Uh, Uncharted Two ended up with a ninety-six, which Man. is very high. That's like upper pile all-time score. Um, so yeah, it, it got a ninety-six, and I think well deserved, especially for the time. For the time, this game was just crazy. I couldn't believe I was playing it. Yeah. Um, so that moves us on. Uh, so that came out in 2009. Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception came out November 1st, 2011. Um, so what was... Um, I remember uh, Uncharted 3 maybe had the best... This was a, a blessing and a curse for Uncharted 3. It probably had the best trailers of any Uncharted game I had seen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Point like yeah. with the trailers for that game it was incredible and the uh, the two-edged sword on that one is they were incredible because they were showing you everything in that game yeah i remember i remember seeing those and i remember uh i i think i never had much of a mindset of oh i don't want to watch this trailer i don't want the game to be spoiled for me I, I just never thought about that but that was the first game where i'd see a trailer and i'm like man i really hope I really hope that wasn't like the big moment for that game because I would like to be surprised at least once in this game. So I remember that being weird. 
Yeah, could you imagine playing Uncharted three and, and not knowing anything about that plane scene? Uh, I I really wish I did. I really wish that I I didn't watch anything before I played it. Yeah, that is a norm that Screen Enix fans have to face. That goes with Neo the Worlds with you, Kingdom Hearts three. There's probably more that even even more I'm mentioning. Like those two had like spoilers in their trailers, and it was insane. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think in their later games, they took it to heart because there were surprises. So, OK, uh, I, I do say that. But the one thing they did keep under wraps for Uncharted 3 is that's the first time you got to see into Drake's past. Because the way yeah. Uncharted 3 opens is mm. you, it opens it up as him as a kid. And I remember that was being that being insane because they didn't show that at all in that's any right, trailer. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love those sequences so much. They're like one of my favorite parts of it because that shows like the... Uh, origins of drake but not only that the relationship that he would build with sully and mm-hmm. and yeah. like also of course the ties to the current villain which i love like you actually like a kind of like a backstory like why this villain matters yeah yeah um i i think because of that uncharted 3 f- had the strongest villain up to the, up to this point uh oh yeah for sure yeah i, I have to look up her, her name again um was that catherine something yeah that sounds right that sounds right um but uh uncharted 3 um i it's a very mixed game for me honestly okay um uh i i know some people are just like there was a big argument at the time whether it was better than uncharted 2 so uh, um, just jump in real quick. Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite. You said okay. uh, 2 is your favorite. This is my favorite Uncharted. Okay, so Uncharted 2 is my favorite. I do not think it's the best Uncharted. There, there's okay. a there for me. But yeah. All right. Well, this is my favorite, and I don't think it's the best. Okay, cool. Hmm. Um, so Uncharted 3, um, um, what, so I said earlier about my, my my first actual hands-on with Uncharted Three was the Subway beta <laughs> for the multiplayer, which was yeah. you buy you buy a meal from Subway and there's a beta code on a cup. So <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember. I, going, I remember seeing him yeah. posting the, the the desert on the on the sign and going into Subway. So like, <laughs> such fond memories. Okay. Yeah, I remember getting on a bus in 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 Denver with my brother to go to the nearest subway, and we both got our subways, and we both bit, went back into the bus after we ate <laughs> it with our cups. Um, it, it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, but so uh, uh, Uncharted Three went through some um, the way the way I, I don't I should have done a little more research on this, but the way I've heard it it was made is they made a lot of the um, set pieces first before they even made the story. So a lot of Uncharted 3 for me has to do with um, with just being a little disappointed in the turns uh, for the story and the characters and just how everything starts going down. Um, and, I, and some of them, they couldn't help. Um, so, you know, we mentioned uh, they introduced Chloe uh, in the last game. In this one, they introduced Cutter. And Cutter's a really cool character. I think that whole um, like beginning heist intro is really cool. It's a really strong intro. Um, but they had to cut Cutter out early because, like, maybe about a little less than halfway through the game, he just unceremoniously like breaks his leg, and then he's out of the entire game. It's because the actor uh, uh, had to leave, and he got another role and was like, "Okay, I'm done." And they oh, just kind of really? had to make do. And that's kind of, it yeah. kind of goes into how the game's narrative was put together for me is it really does feel like 
they are just finding excuses to get from set piece to set piece. Like, okay, we really want Drake to fall out of a plane. We really want him to, you know, like uh, get Poseidoned inside a ship and like turn it upside down. And um, so that's where I'm mostly torn on it. I think mechanically, uh, they made some really nice changes. Like you were saying earlier, Josh, throwing back their grenades, um, the stealth, uh, the hand-to-hand combat, like that pool fight, being able to yeah. like do counter. Oh, dude, I love that pool fight. <laughs> uh, the bar fight, yeah. That's like, when I decided. Uh, it was oh, that's so good. I love like, it. Like that intro is just so solid, and you thinking they get shot, and yeah, the the, yep. the fake and everything. The fake like out, it's yeah. Oh, it's such a good. It's such a good intro. Um, I. Uh, I, okay, so going back to Uncharted 2, I think Uncharted 2, sorry, I, I forgot to say this. I think Uncharted 2 is one of the most well-paced games ever made. And, you know, I would put only like a handful of other games along that lines where it just goes from beat to beat to beat without like, without uh, putting anything you felt like was superfluous or, you know, it, it just didn't waste time. It knew exactly what it wanted to do and it did it. Um and so and Uncharted 3, I think, has some pacing problems, especially uh, in the desert, uh, the desert scenes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the very like last 25% of that game, I'm not a very big fan of with all the phantoms and stuff. Um, mm. But not say it's a it's a it's a bad game. I just think it's a little the story is a little inconsistent. The characters are inconsistent. Um, you know, they, they like draw this, like, who is Nathan Drake? And they never answer it. It's like, is that really your name? Uh, when he was getting interrogated by that pirate in that one scene. Mm, um, and they just, they just don't answer a lot of questions. Like, uh, you know, uh, Catherine's right hand man, how he kind of just like disappears randomly sometimes. And they never explain that. They never explain why (laughs) he's like a ghost. You just like have a knife fight with him at the end, and that's that's it. Um, I think it was him that you had the knife fight with. At the end. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I yeah, think it is. yeah, yeah. Um, so there's like just some narrative and just pacing issues I have with Uncharted Three. It's a little long. Um, the gameplay, really good additions. They did something when the, the when the PS3 version launched. They sh- they changed the shooting model, and it was like there was something weird where it wouldn't move on every access when you moved your cursor. It would only move in cardinal directions. So it was really hard to line up shots because it would only go up, down, up, down like that. And oh. they actually fixed that after I beat the game. So you wouldn't know that now <laughs> playing the collection or even if you played the PS3 collection. But it w- there were some problems uh, with the shooting in that game. And I think the enemies got weirdly bullet spongy again. But let me tell you, those set pieces, I think, are amazing. Uh, the mm. ship, the, the plane. Um, I just wish they weren't spoiled for me early on. But uh, I want to hear what yeah. you guys think. I love, uh, yeah, like he said, that's shipment, dude. I think I always really like the desert part, desert part where I'm like just walking in a straight line, kind of, or kind of aimlessly because I didn't know where I was going. But I will say the set piece for that moment is like amazing. And like you can really feel sort of like that tension, like of like you're in this like plane, you're about to fall, you could die from this. Like this could be the end for Nathan. Like, it's just so cool, but I like the next like the next set piece, which is I think he's like on a horse, right? And like Sully's like talking to you, and like it's like after the desert area, and you're reunited with Sully, and you're like on the horses. The horse I love that. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I think my best, my favorite part about the entire game, which is why I think it's my favorite, it's just with Sully and Nathan, and just learning more about their relationship, and 
and how it went from a fatherly figure trying to make sure this kid doesn't mess up to a best man that can have stick and throw till from like life to death. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, uh, you were saying this is your, your favorite Uncharted game. Can you tell me a little yeah. bit why? I just feel like this is the only game that, or it's the king of turning an action movie. I know I said this about the series already, but it's the king of turning an action movie into a video game. And I don't think any other series really touch on that. And I think this is the pinnacle of that. It's the pinnacle of that fun. Like you said, the story is not as good as maybe Uncharted 4. We'll get to in a second. But it is good enough because a lot of I mean, action movies, they don't tend to focus on the story too hard. Yeah. And this is that. This the, the, I think they nailed it. Like they focused on the, the the set pieces, like you said. Like then that was their the, their first thought was like, nail this and people will have fun. And I had the most fun out of any Uncharted game in, in this game. This that's why it's my favorite. It's just it's stupid to say, but it's just fun. I, I I love it. It's 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 Jack one versus like Jack three, right? Like it's, they're not <laughs> they're not so worried about. It, adding all like they're not losing focus of what's what matters to the player in this type of game and that's the the quips the action and the set pieces yeah and i and to your point i i um i'm actually less harsh on it the more we go because you know at the time i was really upset they didn't they didn't like explain story stuff they kept doing fake outs like where at the end you think solely dies and, yeah you know yeah. And there's like oh, a big yeah, emotional yeah. moment and then he just comes back. He's like, hey, kids, no problem. I'm back. And you're like, okay. okay. Uh, why, why did you have to do any of that? Uh, but, the, but then, after, you know, right after Uncharted 3, they made The Last of Us. And that's where they did all that work that I wanted from Uncharted mm. 3. I was like, why didn't you, like, stick, stick those more emotional, uh, you know, those, those emotional beats? Why, you know, I, those should have stuck harder. But, you know, having Uncharted and having The Last of Us is like two separate things Naughty Dog was doing. And, it, you know, talking about it now, I, I totally would see what you're saying because all those set pieces are incredible. Yeah. Even I, what Isaiah was saying, the part where you're wandering the desert and the, the camera pans like way out and you're like a little ant mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and you can see like the footprints like and, and just again, visually, visually Uncharted 3 somehow outdoes Uncharted 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I wasn't trying to like you know d- discredit the story at all because I, I do. Th- th- this was the first time I really cared about Nathan Drake. Like seeing yeah. his past, seeing him as a kid, that was when I was like, oh, I love this character. This is now one mm-hmm. of the all-time great characters. Playing the first game, I don't, I don't care about him one bit. He is <laughs> obnoxious. Like he's he's kind of a, a, a martyr. Yeah. So totally. the, the, it, it made you care about some, somebody I didn't really care about before. So yeah, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and again, uh, going back to the multiplayer, this is another game I put in probably another month's worth of time into maybe even more. Um, um, it was great for all the same reasons too was now you could throw back grenades in multiplayer, which was a game changer. <laughs> I thought all the, <laughs> I thought all the map design was like really neat. Um, so yeah, I just think Uncharted Three was just like a really solid like iteration on two. Um, so even the criticisms I do have, I say them pretty lightly. Um, at the time, I, I I was a little more upset just because I didn't feel like I got that jump from one to two that I got from two to three. 
the now that we're further back, how could growing? Yeah, yeah. My expectations you know, would have been uh, too high to expect that. Um, but uh, again, Metacritic score for uh, Uncharted Three was ninety-two, so above. Okay. It was above um, one and below two, which makes sense. Like we said, like we had already mm-hmm. played two. There, you know, they would have had to do something impossible to get uncharted three to just be like it's as much of a big jump the score should too you know yeah mm-hmm. we had to nathan goes to space nathan just goes to space that's it yeah so uh moving on to our next game this one's an interesting one so how many of you guys have played uh uncharted golden abyss no actually, i'm in minutes i, I wish okay. i did <laughs> all right okay i'll take this one um so uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss was a launch game for the for the PlayStation Vita. It was kind of the flagship PlayStation Vita game. And so it was developed by Ben Studios. So up to that point, Ben Studios had done Siphon Filter for the PS1 and PSP. Um, they did a Resistance game for PSP. Uh, and and now this was like their, their big, you know, they got handed like, you know, a big IP to do this uh more recently they did days gone this days gone would have been their game after golden abyss Ooh. but um yeah so they've had a rough go uh i know people like days gone too so i'm not gonna write <clears> it <throat> too much not but really. uh, <laughs> but uncharted golden abyss so in context it makes sense the way uncharted golden abyss came out um uh, so uncharted uh, uh golden abyss started development before uncharted 2 even came out so they started. I believe it because it came out what two years later. Like it came out in 2012, so that would have been like oh, a well. four-year development cycle. I mean, like we're in the oh, same. Okay. Year okay. The first Never year. mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and so again, I think the biggest thing uh, Uncharted: Golden Abyss uh, did was it had a real like wow factor that like you know it looked graphically around like maybe a little bit below Uncharted One, but around like. The graphic quality Uncharted One was, and having that in handheld form around that time was crazy. Yeah, like you're just like, this is nuts. Look, I'm playing Uncharted like in my hands, and <laughs> and then when you get down to the game, yeah, the mechanics, like everything they they did in Uncharted Two and Three is not there. There's, uh, I'm trying to remember if there's any stealth. I don't think there was. I, I could be wrong about that, but um, uh. The, there are no stealth mechanics. You couldn't throw back grenades. Um, it felt a little. Um, the shooting felt a little clunky in the same way Uncharted One did. Um, and just it's 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 kind of a forgettable Uncharted game. It does feel like a side story made by a, a different team. Um, it helps about midway through when Soli gets in the picture, and you're like, oh, this is fun. Like where I'm getting some Soli Drake banter, but um, it's not really driven by set pieces. I, I don't remember mm-hmm. like. Uh, there's a part where you're escaping like a burning building and that's kind of cool, but um, it's just largely pretty forgettable. Climbing. Yeah. It's a lot of just third person. Like, like this is what Drake does. He jumps, he shoots and he talks. Sometimes, World's worst but, platforming game is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. It, it's forgettable. Um, so it's not like an essential, if you're an uncharted fan, you need to play golden abyss. And it was filled with like, it was a launch Vita game. So it was filled with a bunch of like motion gimmicks. We didn't mention this, but Uncharted One had the same thing where you used the six oh, that's right. yeah. balance on logs, so you couldn't just do any. Yeah, there were there were you had to aim the grenades with the six axis controller. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah. Forget about that. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, totally. So a Golden Abyss falls into those same trappings where um, you have to. The cool parts are like 
like some there's sometimes um like treasures you find and you have to like rub the dirt off them or there's one puzzle where you need to point the camera at something bright to get some light to solve a puzzle like mm-hmm. that stuff is is it was okay it wasn't like intrusive it was like oh this is kind of neat but like climbing to having to like rub the back of the vita to climb a rope you know <laughs> like a, okay that sounds kind of cool that sounds kind of cool it wasn't <laughs> all the melee all, all, the, all the melee stuff um would turn into quick time events where you had to swipe the screen to counter so if you got a melee battle all of a sudden there'd be an arrow and you had to take like one of your hands off the controller and be like you know swipe up swipe up you know to match it and it'd be really hard to like time so there's stuff like that and, and all right so a little recording error there but we were talking about uh, golden abyss and i was just um saying that yeah it was a largely forget forgettable entry in the uh uncharted series and and not just that like they introduced new characters and i can't for the life of me remember their names or who the villain was it is just like it is just out of sight out of mind i played through that and was like cool and then the vita much more ended up being just a cool place for like indie and like small Japanese games. So that's kind of where the Vita's bread and butter was once Sony figured out that they weren't going to put any development money into that thing <laughs> pretty fast there. Yeah. What a shame. So sad. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. It wasted potential. That's, that is, that is the Vita for sure. All right. So very quickly, we mentioned a couple times, uh, and that's the Uncharted Legacy con- collection. But I just want to say, like, if you're going to replay these games, most of the work that was done was made on Uncharted 1. It changed the entire uh, uh, shooting model. They replaced uh, the character models like wholesale, like the Drake and Elena in. The animations, I think, are similar, but um, but the actual models are completely different. Um, they still they, look very scary in today's standards. Like, yeah, they, I, they don't hold up to like modern, but they don't look like wax people. They're like, monsters. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so uh, the biggest change on all three of them is it was put up to 1080p from 720 and a solid like 60 FPS on all of those, which which just makes like shooting and everything. And they changed the shooting model and the um, the auto aim to be more consistent across all three. Mm-hmm. Um, like ambient occlusion, like just a bunch of stuff. Blue point Blue point was handling this and. Blue Point does good work on that stuff. They were the they were the people to handle these games, and it just makes them look, you know, uh, just puts them a, a little bit more up to modern standards, so it, they're easily replayable and and still really nice to look at. Um, so that's all I want to say about the Legacy Collection. Um, and so, uh, un- next game is Uncharted Four: Thief's End, and this was. Uh, Naughty Dog's first foray onto the PS4 and the first game without Emmy Hennig uh, as the director. Um, Good riddance, am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she <laughs> left the Uncharted. She she Hitting. was the main director, and um and uh the the uh, oh why am I just like totally blanking on his name? Um, who's the director of Last of Us? Uh, Neil Druckmann. Neil Druckmann, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was uh, Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley, uh, the the main the main people behind um, the Last of Us, took over Uncharted Four uh, a good way into production. So Uncharted Four was going to be a different game. From that teaser, there's even like um, 
like different story ideas that that came up that that didn't actually come up in the main game um so yeah so uh this uh, first game without emmy henning let me pull up my notes here um and before this uh naughty dog had used the last of us remaster on ps4 which was the last of us uh, uh the, the remaster they did on ps4 they used it to kind of uh, get the tech end of uncharted 4 down so that's interesting but um mm. but yeah uh uncharted 4 again just an amazing looking game um mm-hmm. i think pre-release they learned their lesson with three and they didn't they didn't show their hand quite as much um and that was cool because there was a lot of there was just a lot of different stuff um that that was in the game you're like oh i didn't i remember seeing seeing this you know and that that's always like a a good feeling coming into a game um but i mean uncharted 4 at this point like I feel like Naughty Dog had found their stride. They knew like how to make an Uncharted game. They now they're just like uh, sanding out the edges, you know. Um, what did you guys think about the intro of it? It starts with Nathan. Uh, what an Nate. intro! Yeah, yeah. I think I think at the time I was like, man, nothing can beat that Uncharted two intro. That was I so good. What was uh, the intro? What was the intro? Yeah. So the first, like, just like the very first, like five ten minutes of the game, it's 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 like a flash forward of of Drake and his brother Sam in a speedboat, and then they get wrecked or like being chased, and then from there, from there it shows Drake like scuba diving, and you're like, oh, is he going for treasures? And it really, he's just doing like, yeah, he he just got a normal job, (laughs) yeah, like a blue Drake doing blue collar work, pretty much. Yeah, I I remember thinking going into that game like just the same way i did with going into three i was like okay i'm gonna start this game i mean i don't i don't see how the intro is gonna be better than the intro with two but you know i'll give it a shot and you know when i played three i was like that was a good intro but honestly i like the intro to two better i ended up liking fours better than two i just i liked the i liked the mystery of you know what happened to his brother what now now you have me asking questions and i want answers to those questions and then also the question of, oh, he's got a job now. What's going on? You know, how are we going to get, you know, wrapped up in his next adventure, you know, and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from Uncharted 4 coming out in 2016, that's almost 10 years from the original Uncharted. So uh, it's funny. There's almost like a really nostalgic tinge to the uh, beginning of Uncharted 4. And I think purposely because how they train you, like, with a lot of the shooting or they're training you to do some mechanics at the beginning and um oh i missed something okay it, it was the boat sequence i just played this recently and i think it starts out as as drake and his brother as kids like uh on the rooftops then oh, from there, it's drake to a like a flash forward and oh, then, i thought i thought the rooftop thing was just like a little bit later but you might be right yeah i i still okay. could be wrong but what i'm thinking specifically is when drake you start up in drake's house in the attic and you can mm-hmm. go to each, each game and it does oh, a little yeah. musical stinger yeah. from like mm-hmm. each game and i it's like really nostalgic like it's showing you pictures it's showing you like the coin from two or the dagger from three um i, I think that, that stuff is super <laughs> excellent i love that you could just play a little bit of crash and like there's like while mm-hmm. you're playing crash with like a i forget her name what's her name uh elena Elena, uh, you hear their banter, and like finally, it's like you if you if you win or lose, the dialogue will of course be different. And I just that's that entire 
like sequence that, that entire chapter of them in that house is like such a wholesome sequence i love it so much i think of that so fondly and, and a lot go on oh sorry sorry i was gonna say in a lot of environmental storytelling too like oh, yeah. they did they didn't do like a like a show a scene of Nate, Nate, you know Nate and Elena getting married. You can go into their room. You can miss this and look through their wedding photos. Oh yeah, yeah. Or you can Aww. see how they live and stuff like that. And the wedding photos, it has like a cool, like a neat little musical cue too, which they use later uh, when there's tension between them. You know, there there's just like a lot of really cool. You can really tell that uh, the the guys that did The Last of Us directed this game because you can really <laughs> see some like real subtleties that you didn't see through one through three it de- it did get a- away from the bl- a complete blockbuster like you know dumb movie plot but i think they ride that line pretty well i don't know what do you what do you think josh i, I was just thinking um this is the step up like one to two i think this is where it, it came in two two and three they feel mm-hmm. almost like the same game. a lot of my memories with those i get them kind of interchanged but this is where th- that big step was and like you said you can kind of feel that the the people who last was made this this game they, they they refined their storytelling the it's graphically just beautiful they added this the the new uh mechanics that they added to the game like uh swinging from crap <laughs> and yeah that, that whole what was it uh, that bridge sequence when you're when you're swinging it's it, it's, it adds to the set pieces but it, you all, the the grappling also adds to the mechanics and it the yeah. the, the the sneaking uh wasn't super but it was it was an addition that was welcome um yeah. so hopefully maybe in the future they can dive a little deeper into that that mechanic but this was that step in the right direction. And uh, this is the best that Uncharted will ever feel in, in, until they make a new one. This is so good. Uh, like I said, three is my favorite, but this is the best Uncharted game. If I, if, I, if someone said, should I play Uncharted? I'd be like, just jump into four because the story doesn't really matter. <laughs> Like you, you will jump in. You will love these characters. It's a, it's an action movie. Like all of these games, it's an action movie. You don't have to watch all the Mission Impossible's to watch Ghost Protocol or whatever the garbage they're making. Like it's, it's just fun. And this one, like you said, rides that line and gives you a little bit more emotion in the character building. So just jump in and enjoy it. Like this is the best Uncharted game. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd push back a little bit on that um just because i Go think ahead. <laughs> no i for the most part i agree with you like it's it's phenomenal the way the red line like i said earlier i do think it's too long i think uh i think mechanically it, it, the the length of the game overstays its welcome um because it, at the at its core it is still just a third person action shooter you know but it's uh, so there's long. Not much, there's not you much. You don't need to play the other ones. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like almost twenty hours long, depending on yeah. the pace you go through. And you know, I'm, uh, I, I, part of the reason I picked this topic too, or it was just because, like I said, the movie came out, and I'm replaying four for the first time because I was waiting for like a, a upgraded, like remastered version. And yeah. you just don't realize how 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 many times they do like a queen isn't, you know, the princess is in another castle to you. 
where you, Sam and Drake will be like, it's here. And they go and they're like, I guess it says it's here. And then they're like, oh, we did all that in this continent, but I guess we have to go here. And it does it like maybe two or three too many times. And then yeah. where I think the game really gets good and picks up, maybe my favorite part of the game is the back half, which is weird because usually in, a, in the Uncharted games before, I think uh, the back half it was always weaker so than, the, than the first. Uh, supernatural um, crap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Uh, putting getting like Elena with like the tension between them uh, because oh, of his, yeah, like I lying in the front right. and then and solely coming back in the picture. I just think it, it's been a little too long with just Sam and Drake. And I think their relationship is interesting, but you kind of get you kind of get it at some point there. There is a, a fair amount. They could have cut out the first half of the game. I, but I think that second half more than makes up for it. It's a long game and could have used some cuts here and there. But um, but yeah, it, it plays phenomenally. It looks it still looks great. Um, yeah, it's just Naughty Dog at at their prime, you know. Just uh, <laughs> there's not much more to fix in the Uncharted formula. You know what I mean? Right. Well uh, said. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, that that is Uncharted for. I feel like the more and more we talk, there's less and less to say because it, it kind of starts reflecting on you know yeah the the rest of the series. Oh, I, uh, I will say I liked the villain in Uncharted. I loved Rafe. Yeah, I yeah, liked I liked, oh, yeah. I liked the spoiled rich kid. He just I I love that character. I remember that, I, that was one of the really bigger. Good. Yes, I love that scene. I yeah. agree. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to uh, early on when we were talking about one. Is I think both Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. I mean, Lost Legacy eh, a little, but uh, especially Uncharted Four. I thought Rafe was like a good uh, and Nadine. Rafe and Nadine together were yes, like a good yeah. counterbalance to Drake and his brother. Um, so yeah, there was, um, there was a PS4 pro version that came out later. It just like up the resolution to 1440 and added HDR. And that wasn't quite enough for me to replay it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, we'll get back to the the replay later on. So Uncharted 4, uh, scored a 93 on Metacritic. So, you know, just stay in the course. Still as good as ever. People, people, people. What did um, Golden Abyss get? Oh, I didn't say I. I uh, Golden Abyss got a eighty, which is high. Oh, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty high. I mean, it was a launch game. It was really, um, it was really novel to play a game like that in your hand. Mm-hmm. I think as time goes on, uh, time is uh, has <laughs> has not been kind to Golden Abyss. And what I was yeah. saying before we our recording cut off was that uh, uh, that even when the PlayStation TV came out, because of all those motion controls. Mm-hmm. that were in that um you can't replay on a tv because uh it wants you to use all those motion controls so that and sucked the, too to climb ropes they touch the back of it okay. yeah yeah <laughs> i i don't know how much it cut off but yeah being doing the creepy creepy vita touches in the back you're yeah. like yes climb for me drake um <laughs> uh, and so that moves us to uh uncharted lost legacy and originally, this was supposed to be, I don't know if you remember this, but it was supposed to be DLC for Uncharted 4. It was not supposed to be like a standalone release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just um, it just grew and grew and grew until people were like, is that DLC ever coming out? And they're like, you'll hear from it. <laughs> and and it, <laughs> yeah. when it came out, it just was like a whole game. And so, uh, oh, I, I, I didn't write down here when Lost Legacy came out, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it was almost like a, I'd have to look, but it wasn't too long after four, considering how big 
that game was. All right, so uh, Lost Legacy, yes. So we were saying uh, Lost Legacy ended up being a bigger experience for them. It, it took a little longer to come out. Um, and it actually, I didn't know this, it had two directors that had never worked on Uncharted before, uh, which oh, is surprising because really? uh, Lost Legacy, I think, is really good. Mm-hmm. This is an unpopular opinion, but I think Lost Legacy is the best Uncharted game. Really interesting. Dude, I've never played it. What? Me neither. Oh, it's so you good. Should. It is really it's good. So if you take Uncharted Four, all, all the mechanics, uh, you know, everything they did with characterization, writing, all the stuff that was good in Four, and they made it tighter. Like, like uh, it's about the same length as like Uncharted Two. Um, and the cool thing about a Lost Legacy is that there's a chapter where it becomes a semi-open world. Where you mm-hmm. can tackle different things in different uh, locations. Um, that does not sound fun. That's what's always kind of kept me away. <laughs> no, it, it's it's not a lot. It's just it it's just one chapter of the game. They kind of clearly uh, map it out for you, and so it it, it, it yeah. is fun and it's arcadey, like like getting around. It it it, it might be like two hours max if you did everything yeah. in the open yeah. world area. And it was really them dipping their feet in for like The Last of Us 2 where you have that open world Seattle section. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's kind of where that started. And so, yeah, I I really like like Chloe and Nadine's, um, again, an amazing intro with that city being bombed. Like visually. Oh, yeah. Visually, it is is a cool intro. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, And just the dynamics between Nadine and Chloe are really good. Uh, that um, I think the villain is is he's not as interesting. He's kind of not there for a lot of it, but I think he's a good villain for them. He's very menacing. Um, yeah, and I, I think just the last set piece is like really phenomenal. It's another train sequence. Maybe I just like train train sequences. <laughs> I mean, they're so easy to make good. Apparently, yeah. The Thieves Collection is it has a 34k mode, as a 4k 60 mode, or sorry, it's like 1800 to 1440 60 fps mode and then they have a 1080p 120 frames mode and that's the mode i'm playing uncharted 4 with Jeez. and that's that's really wild to play as it's just so smooth and it's really weird for me to like i was looking up cutscenes because sam's been watching me play it and i was like i was like oh you missed a little something while i was playing here i'll show it to you and it was like the 30 fps like ps4 pro version or whatever <laughs> i'm like this looks wrong now i can't i'm broken um, <laughs> yeah but uh that that collection is really it's really nice to catch up on those two games i've been waiting for it for a while but yeah um as far as uh what we'd want for a fifth entry what do you guys think i just Man. i think personally i just love how it already ended the ending to four was such a great way to tie it up from the beginning it felt like this climatic moment where like you know these games, you play them, and you know you have these memories and whatnot. And the game reminds you of that. It, it feels so good. But when you go into four, it's like it feels like a good finale for Nathan and his journey. He's selling down. He has a nice beach house. He's got a kid, a loving wife, and he's he's been on the adventures he's been on, you know. But um, I mean, as far as like a sequel goes, maybe another another thief can like take on that role, you know. They have like a little like, mm-hmm. like reprise role of Nathan or the daughter. You know, the daughter comes into play and like has uh, how wants to like you know 
strive for ambitions that her dad had. So it, it could be either someone else's ball or it could be just uh, Dathan's daughter. Because I'm pretty sure in, like, you know, example, Zimbabwe Chronicles 2, Complete Sequel does not have Shulk as, like, the main protagonist. It has a whole different team. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I, I'm surprised I forgot I forgot to even mention the end of Uncharted 4 with the flash forward. Like, what a good way to send off those characters. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it, it was amazing. And I think they easily could have Drake's daughter take, like, a leading role and have her dad come into support as, like, a fan, you know? It's like a yeah. fan return. <laughs> he can just be complaining about his back or something. That dude, <laughs> that dude so had to have had, like, 99 <laughs> compound fractures to be worrying about now he's like my old bones <laughs> yeah, yeah all the bullet wounds and i'm sure he's like quite a bit yeah wait yeah. i'm pretty sure the in the in some interview they confirm the bullets that come at me yeah yeah it's like the it, luck it, it's not actually him getting shot it's like his luck running out or something that's cool though that's so cool okay <laughs> you're just that's just <laughs> kind of a okay it's a video game it's like, you know <laughs> yeah yeah, you don't have to give me feed me any of that. It's fine. <laughs> I get it. uh, uh, all right. Uh, anyway, I mean, I, I I was thinking exactly what I say I was saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know if I necessarily want another one, but if they did, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if it wasn't even his daughter, just someone completely unrelated, and maybe obviously have some little little Easter egg. You know, you hear about maybe. Uh, you know Nathan's company or something later on. You know, because now yeah. we've got like a legitimate company. You know, so like little Easter eggs would be cool. But <laughs> they can find uh, Nathan Drake's bones in like the bottom of a cave. <laughs> yeah. later, you know, Colton, I, I disagree. Uh, if it's not his daughter, I don't want it, and I don't want it unless it comes out. Okay, in like twenty. I mean, I twenty nine. I could see myself changing my mind about that. So, I mean, I'm not upset about what you're saying. I, I think it needs that, that God of War refresh. I think we need to wait, wait it out because I think they've done what they can do with this current formula. Like Troy was saying, I think we need a refresh and I think bring in the daughter, like give her enough time to grow up, man. How old is she? Like 12? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd want one where she's like in her, like, I don't know, late twenties, thirties, where there's some history you don't know about, so they can yeah, build, so they can they can like really build off that stuff. I'm looking know? forward to that. She, she's like, mm, I haven't talked to my dad in you know in ten years. Oh so, yeah, you know, oh, you know it's because oh, it's oh, like mentioned that or something, you know. Yeah, you know, you're like, on the idea. Like, oh, you're still talking to your dad. You know, like something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like well, like little tidbits. That'd be cool. Shelly's a bad guy now or something. Oh, Shelly's a bad guy. He's a bunch of on cigars. Drake's dad comes, uh, no, Drake's uh, like brother comes back in to like, to, like support, uh, be the cool uncle. Be the cool uncle, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm yeah, open. It could be the Shelly. At this point, I trust yeah. Naughty Dog that what they would do would be excellent and i you know i i'm just looking forward to seeing it if they ever do continue in what they what they have in mind oh, so yeah. our last seg- segment here uh us group we have we run a video game fantasy league and it's run on fantasycritic.games is the site and what this is, it's like a fantasy football league, but for game publishing. 
And so um, a group of us have made, we, uh, we played last year and we have a new um, set of games that we're doing. So um, our group is called Colton Green's Indecisive <laughs> Acquaintances. So if God you were to go Josh. to fantasycritic.games <laughs> and Make type in Colton Green's Indecisive <laughs> Acquaintances, then you will find our league. So we're just going to go real quick over just kind of like what, because uh, we picked a certain amount of games at the beginning of the bid. Now we're just going to go over what people have picked up, what's come out, and just kind of our overall thoughts. So let's start with uh, Dalton, who is his publisher, publisher is called Lightbulb Limbo. And he, it looks like, has picked up, um, he has picked up uh, Destiny 2 already. I think he picked up another expansion. I didn't even realize that. That's super funny. Uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall, Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake, Wizard with a Gun, and Bug Snack, the Isle of Big Snacks. Um, And his one game to get a score, as of recently, this score could change pretty much by tomorrow, is Destiny 2 The Witch Queen, with a high score of 89. So that's, uh, that's a solid entry. Really? Mine says 92 right now. Oh, really? Mine says 89. Let me refresh. <laughs> that's super funny. Um, so, uh, and so yep, Dalton's next game coming out will be Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Or sorry, it'll be Assassin's Creed. Uh, Dawn of Ragnarok. Yeah, so it'll be another DLC. Uh, which that could go DLCs, either way. Huh? I could see Ragnarok getting like around an 80, um, maybe a little below that. That's my guess. Um, and then Tiny Tina's, ooh, I don't know, man. People are really mixed about Borderlands 3, um, especially like really? viewers. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, that, that one's hard to say. So from the look of the gameplay, it just looks like Borderlands. Like, <sighs> totally. I mean, yeah. break. Um, all right. So next we have Isaiah. Hey, Nabby. He, he named his publisher Nintendo. <laughs> um, and Clever. He, I think you picked up since we, um, since we last looked, you picked up Shovel Knight Dig. Yep. I thought, I thought that had come out and then I realized that was another Shovel Knight game last year. So yeah. <laughs> at the very least, Yacht Games has announced their next game and it is not a Shovel Knight game. And that oh, makes yeah. Ah, that's the list. Yes, I need to do that. I'll put my money on that. That game there is cool. There you go. There you go. more. All right, so uh, now we're on to People Know Donuts, which is me, Troy. Um, and so I had picked up um, Weird West, which is like a PC cool strategy cowboy Western game. I've heard good things about it. Uh, Warhammer for, uh, 40K Dark Tide, which is um, Vermintide. So it's like Left for Dead, but Space Marines. Um, Last of Us Two Factions. Which I'm now thinking is not coming out, so I'll have to figure that one out. Uh, <laughs> I got to see you play Chronicles Three for a dollar because I yeah. guess it was going to be in a direct, which I felt pretty good about that. And and now I have the Dead Space remake. Um, oh, I didn't know you picked I up the Dead Space remake. You think it's coming out this year? I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have much else going on, so I'm hoping. That's the truth. And uh, the games that I've scored, I had a rough two picks. I've already used two slots, and we have less slots this year, so it's making me nervous. Is I picked Dying Light 2, which got a 76, so that only got me like six points. And Sifu, which I think is a great game. It just has, uh, It's just kind of divisive in the way the game kind of plays out, and so that got me a 10, which is not terrible. Nothing's negative, but... 
Uh, thankfully, Elden Ring got a 96 <laughs> and got me like 32 points. I feel like I'm back in the game after that. And if Gran Turismo <laughs> 7, which is going to be the next game coming I'm out, sure hits score great. above a 92, then I'm feeling okay. Even though my first two, I was like, wow, I'm the only one tripping out the gate here. Everyone got above like 80s on everything. All right. So, uh, Wilfredo, he has no refunds. He uh, picked up project eve which is that korean looking bayonetta i space sniped game. i sniped i counterpicked the heck out of that game counter- oh i didn't even mention the counterpicks that's right yeah um someone counterpicked xenoblade that was uh, dalton i counterpicked hogwarts legacy because i do not think that game's coming out absolutely think about the yeah. quality so uh Dalton's, uh, or sorry, uh, Wilfredo's, Project Eve, River City Girls 2, which is a 2D beat-em-up. River City Girls is a pretty cool game. Hogwarts Legacy, which I don't think is coming out. Uh, Gestalt, Steam and Cinder. I don't know what that game is, so I'd have to look that up. <laughs> um, Mario Strikers, which was in the direct, which... It looks after, good. Dude, after golf and after tennis, I don't know. I'd stay away from those. It's not going to score well. Like, it's going to score, like, okay, it'll be in the 80s, maybe, but it's not going to score, yeah. like, extremely high. You got golf last last pick, right? Did I? And I think you did, and it got you, like, a two. I was if like, I did, that was a mistake. <laughs> I thought you did. Maybe you didn't. I probably I did. Sure you did. You, by chance, did you also, because you, you listed off Shovel Knight Dig for my thing, but uh-huh. did you mention about other games that I have in my thing? No, we just no, picked this- what we picked recently. What ah, we picked recently, not since our initial draft. And you can look up if you find our Colton Green's Indecisive Acquaintances, you can click on the very top right and you can see our 2021 draft and how that went down. Um, so, uh, Wilfredo has not picked a second counter pick. So, going down to uh, Colton and Victoria, the people's publisher, um, you picked up, uh, well, first of all, Total War, Warhammer 3 picks up an 87, which is like freaking solid. Like good okay. snag. 17 points for the first pick. Uh, Moss Book 2, which was a PlayStation VR exclusive, or was it not just? No, I think it wasn't a VR exclusive, but it was a VR game. Mm-hmm. A little mousy, so. mousy boy game. Looks good. Nintendo Switch Sports, which I'm very excited about. I don't know how it's going to rate. I'm thinking somewhere around the high 80s. 84. Yeah, uh, but whatever. I don't care. It could score a People don't like the look of those going to get it. It's going to drag down the score. <laughs> oh, no. And Taiko that. no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival, which the first one came out on Game Pass. Me and uh, me, and my girlfriend Sam played some, and we were picking anime songs. And Good. Good game. Good game. It's fun. Miglavania was on it, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Hope the Dream. Yeah, uh, I think it's. I think those games are cool. I, I'd really like the peripheral though, the drum peripheral. If I was going to get mm-hmm. that one. Um, all right. So, uh, Josh, I remember you had to drop uh, "Kill the Justice League." Yeah, I don't uh, talk about it. Hell out, but that doesn't <laughs> count against you. You just get to another pick. I just have an empty space there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you picked up Tunic, which I picked up last year and forgot completely again. I think that looks cool. Zelda like coming to Xbox and probably pc the previews uh, look pretty good looks really cool yeah uh this one straight to paradise final fantasy origin it's a uh, risky one that's a risky one i know but honestly I know. but i love neo that dude, much that bat crazy trailer they put out for that thing made me more interested than anything else in that game i was like i don't know what's, i don't know what's going on in this this looks insane it looks insane uh, yeah. the combat looks 
so close to Neo, and Neo it's was so uh, fun. I love Neo One and Two. I What's love Neo. Neo. By the way, Neo Two is the hardest Souls game I've ever played. I can't um, wait to dive into that. I want to get the PS Five version. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a 120 hertz version on that. Oh, the Souls like game were like the same, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. Those yeah. games are those Ninja games are so guys. Yeah, they're really good. All right, so we got Sea of Stars. Uh, what's Sea of Stars again, John? It's that GBA-looking uh, RPG coming out late this oh, year. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Oh, cool, yeah. Counterpick. That's cool. And you picked up the expansion Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, and that's a heck of a pick. That's like an 88-plus guarantee. Yeah, I was just, that was my safety uh, net. After picking, I picked up Monster uh, Hunter expanded. last year. I tried two things I bid on right after our pick. Josh got, uh, Josh took Tunic and Monster Hunter. I was like, oh God, he's playing. They're not messing around this year. <laughs> I should have came out with my, last year. Dude, it, I, I'm sorry, but after like three months, I was like, we, we knew. We all knew. <laughs> I've got this entire year. Uh, this year, I'm not feeling that. Everyone, that Elden, first, Ring. Elden Ring was, yeah, I just got lucky in the draft and. I have no idea why uh, Dalton and uh, you, Isaiah, did not pick Elden Ring. That was just, I, 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 I had to be like, hey, wild. give me you know, like, they, they, good picks. they did, they did, but they were not Elden Ring. If I mean, okay, okay, if Hollow Knight comes out or if Cuphead comes out, those are good picks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but like 96, that's like upper echelon, that's Uncharted 2 territory. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's just a really quick rundown. Uh, if you guys want to tell me everything you're planning on picking uh, with the next <laughs> week, you can tell me. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll email you. That now? Sure, okay. yeah. I'll go ahead and say Including it. how much you're bidding, too. That'd be cool for the yeah. viewers, for the listeners, all, all our adoring fans. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I think that wraps up our inaugural episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun. If on the recording you guys hear... Uh, I, I will probably put a little blurb in the front, letting you guys know we had a couple of recording issues, um, but uh, I, they weren't too bad. They won't they they won't jar you too much, I promise. Uh, but I just want to thank all you guys for joining me on this podcast, and um, it was fun, and I'm looking forward to doing more. Heck yeah! So, uh, the Elden Ring podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, gonna be so much fun. Uh, Elden Ring podcast. I'm very much looking forward. <laughs> to. Um, so. Yeah, uh, everyone out there, have a have a good day, night. Whenever you're listening to this, might be a little later than uh, <laughs> by the time we get all our socials out and everything up. Uh, we've recorded this on Monday, February 28th, so I don't know when this will actually be out, but I'm gonna try to do it as fast as possible, so it's kind of still relevant. Uh, I'm sure it will be. Uh, Uncharted stays relevant. So yeah, <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Bye. Adios.